Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk We have an intimate relationship available to us. We can have close fellowship with God. I hope that you understand how exciting that is. If I said, how would you like to have a close relationship with some well-known person that you admire? I mean, you would get so excited. I mean, I'm not even really all that important, and I'll have people stand in line three hours to get me to sign a book. I wouldn't stand in line three hours to get me to sign a book. <laughs> Nor would I stand in line two or three hours to get a picture with me or to shake my hand. I wouldn't do that. But when you help people, they love you, and they want to meet you, well... If somebody would do that for a human being, what should we do for God? I mean, is anybody standing in line waiting to hang out with God? The good news is, is he has come into close, close fellowship. You don't have to even go to a certain decorated building called the church to meet God. He lives on the inside of you, and you can be with him at any time, all the time, anywhere. Talk to him about anything. He wants you to be closer to him. But this scripture in Psalm 27, and many others like it, proved to me that when we have that intimate relationship with God, then God will fight our battles. Because the next verse says, Then shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. After I have sought God passionately with all of my heart, and the one thing that I've desired is to seek Him to live in His presence, then shall my head be lifted up. Where? Above mine enemies. We said this morning, when we know that God loves us, we become more than conquerors. We need to fellowship with God, abide in His love. Tonight I'm going to teach you a message called The Battle Belongs to the Lord, taken out of Second Chronicles 20. So let's go to Second Chronicles 20. I'm sure all of us in here tonight would love to leave here believing, thank God I don't have to fight that battle anymore. God's got that one. I can rest and enjoy my life while He does the fighting. Can anybody say Amen. We're going to start in verse 1, and this whole teaching is going to take us through about verse 27, and this is where we're going to stay most of the evening. After this, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and with them the Midianites, came against Jehoshaphat to do battle. You know, a lot of the enemies in the Old Testament were called some kind of ites, and we have our own brand of ites. For you tonight, it may be the povertyites that are coming against you, the sicknessites, the peopleites, the pastites, the grouchy neighborites, the bad bossites, the confusionites, the lonelinessites, and on and on and on and on and on. When we have a problem, what are we supposed to do? Let's learn tonight from this beautiful, beautiful account in Second Chronicles that can teach us so much. It was told to Jehoshaphat, a great multitude has come against you from beyond the Dead Sea, from Edom, and behold, they are in, wherever that is, in Gedi. That's how I do it. I'm not going to butcher it. I'll just say, there they are. 
<laughs> Some of these names. So all these people are coming against him. The reports brought to him. Then Jehoshaphat feared, very natural. That is always the first thing that hits us when we get some kind of bad news. Can anybody say amen? Just because we have fear, the feeling of fear, doesn't mean we have to bow down to fear and live in fear. Fear is a feeling, but you don't have to let it control you. It's a spirit that creates a feeling, and it is not from God. Fear will cause you to freeze in place or go backwards. It will prevent you from making progress. And God wants us to keep our eyes on Him and keep going forward, even if we have to do it afraid. That's another whole message, but just remember that the feeling of fear is not that abnormal. We all feel that. But just because you feel fear doesn't mean you have to be afraid. You can feel fear and not be afraid. I want you to get this. You can feel fear and yet not react to that fear. You can feel fear and t still take steps of faith. But you do have to address the fear. You have to do something about it. And Jehoshaphat did the right thing. Then Jehoshaphat feared, and the next thing he did, and boy, if we can learn this, we're going to have victory. He set himself determinedly as his vital need to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast in all Judah. Now, he didn't go run and seek his friends. He set himself determinedly. He made a decision to seek the Lord. I'm going to ask you to set your mind tonight. Mindsets are very, very wonderful. The Bible says in Colossians 3, set your mind and keep it set. That means that you can predetermine ahead of time what you're going to do in a certain situation should it come up, and then you'll already be prepared to take right action. I said to my husband not too long ago, I said, Dave, how would you ever feel? Because he loves his sports so much and he really enjoys playing golf. And I said... How, how would you handle it if you ever got to the point where you couldn't play golf? And listen to what he said. I've got a wise husband. He said, I have already set my mind that if that ever happens, I won't let it bother me. Now, you know what some people would do? They would already have their mind set. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. If I, ever get, I don't know, but I'm going to be bored. I'm going to be miserable. That's going to be really bad. Now, you can set your mind that the next time you have trouble... You're going to be stable and solid, and even though fear comes, you're not going to react emotionally, and that the first thing that you're going to do in response to that trouble is you are going to set yourself to seek God and see what He has to say about the situation. Can anybody say amen? There's no need for us to be afraid of trouble. God is on our side. I said there's no need to be afraid of trouble. God is on our side. Now, I'm going to say again what I said, because it may be a new thought, and I want you to get this. You can set your mind ahead of time in any situation. People come to me all the time about the empty nest syndrome. Well, a year, all of my kids are going to be gone. What, you know, what kind of advice do you have for me? Have fun. The house will be quiet. Rejoice. Go shopping. Spend some money on yourself for a change. You don't have to let things like that devastate you. Set your mind. This will be a new season in my life. 
It will be a season that I will enjoy. And the devil's going to be sitting right on your shoulder saying, Now here's the way it works. You are going to be so lost when your kids leave. You have given them your whole life. And now they're leaving town. One's getting married. One's going off to college. And they're probably going to forget all about you. And now you're just going to be here and have no life at all. That's when you need to say, Devil, you're a liar. This is going to be a new season for me. It's going to be exciting. You can set your mind in any Direction. You can set your mind for victory. You can set your mind for defeat. I want you tonight to set your mind, and you can even, this is part of the time you spend with God. These are good things to do when you have your time with God. Make your confessions. Call those things that be not as though they are. Make a list if you need to. Dave and I both keep lists of confessions. People were praying for, things we're believing for. You... Let one of your confessions be, I set my mind that every time that I have trouble, any time any of the ites come against me, I am not going to bow down to the field, but my first response to trouble is going to be to seek God because God has always got an answer for us in every situation if we'll find out what it is. Amen? Set your mind and keep it set. He set himself as his vital need. I love that. His vital need. If you go to the hospital, the first thing they're going to check is your vital signs to make sure that you're not close to dying. Vital things are very important things. And I love that the Amplified Bible uses this word over and over, that we are to seek God as our vital need, knowing that it's vital, that we can't really solve our problems properly if we don't hear from God. And Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord, yearning for him with all their desire. I mean, they didn't just like, well, God, help me. I mean, they were yearning. They had a deep desire. They set themselves determinedly to seek God. I remember a situation where somebody had really hurt my feelings. And I knew that I needed to forgive them. I know enough about the Word, and I've had enough experience to know that if you hang on to unforgiveness, it's just going to poison your life. It makes you miserable. It's just like being in a prison. When, when, you're, when you have something against somebody, it literally is torment. And if you agree with that, that it just torments you. And it does no good to try to get revenge. God is our vindicator, and if we trust Him, He will make anything that's wrong right in our life. But sometimes it takes a little bit longer than we'd like it to. What God wants us to do is pray for the people, pray that they'd be blessed, pray that they'd be blessed with revelation, pray that God will speak to them and show them whatever their part might have been, ask God if you did something wrong to show you, because many times we only see what other people do wrong. Not only do we need to pray, but we need to forgive. And we start by making a decision to forgive. Then we refuse to talk bad about the person. We're praying for them, and in a little bit, God will heal our feelings. Well, I was mad. 
And I knew I needed to forgive, but I just didn't know if I could. And I'm here to tell you that God will give you the strength to do anything that He commands you to do if you will go to Him and stay with Him until you know that you can do it. So I went in my room, in my house that we had at that time. We don't live in that house anymore. And I remember I got my Bible and I got it down the floor. And I said, God, I am not going to spend the evening mad. I must have been mad at Dave because I think it was... He was in the house, and so if I was going to go out in the house, then I had to get my attitude straightened out because he would be able to tell right away if I was mad. I didn't want to stay in my room all night, so I had to get a breakthrough. So I got down the floor and I said, I'm not leaving here. I'm not leaving here until you give me the grace that I need to go out of here and talk to him. I'm not leaving. All you got to do is start looking up some scriptures on anger, look up a few scriptures on forgiveness. Come on now, there's power in the Word that will set you free. If we do this right, we don't have to go through all the misery. Goes, well, what do we do? We get on the phone, call somebody, and tell them how mad we are. And we rehearse it over and over to about three or four people. And then we go over and over and over it in our mind. And then we're very happy to listen to everything that the devil has to say. Well, you know, this is not the first time he's done this. And, you know, if you just forgive him, then he's going to think he can get by with it, and he's going to do it over and over and on. That's right. And now I am really mad. And I am not going to forgive him. If it's the last thing I do, I'm not going to forgive him. You need to learn how to talk back to the devil. Amen? How many of you think sometimes there might be one of these hanging around in your space? Ooh, he's miserable looking. I made my mind up that I wasn't leaving until God gave me the ability to go out of there and do it right. I wasn't just seeking God a little bit. I didn't say, God, help me forgive. I was passionate about it. I was determined. It was a vital need for me. And you will get a breakthrough when you do that. Is anybody hearing me tonight? Well, how does God speak to us? If we're going to go and seek God, how are we supposed to know when He said something? Well, first of all, He may just give you a gift of faith to go through something. I don't think we realize how often God is doing something in our life by just giving us the gift of the Spirit called the gift of faith that just enables us to look at something and say, I can handle this. I can do this. You know, Dave and I have a gift of faith where this ministry is concerned. If I told you how much money we needed every month to pay the bills for this ministry, your jaw would drop right down to your shoulders. And you know what? It doesn't bother us at all. Because we have a gift of faith. There's no stress. There's no strain. We're doing this because we believe God wants us to. If He ever doesn't want us to do it anymore, the money dries up, I'll go rock my grandkids. You don't have to stress over trying to make something happen in your life because if it's something that God wants and you're faithful to do your part, God will always do His part. Amen? And there are many areas of your life where you have a gift of faith but you don't even realize that you have a gift of faith. God has made something easy for you that for somebody else would seem almost impossible. I see situations that certain people are in. I mean, I know somebody right now that's going through something really, really difficult with one of their children. And it is amazing the grace 
that is on this woman. She has just got so much grace. I mean, she's happy. She's peaceful. She's like, I know it's that child's decision. I believe that God will take care of it. And if the child's not going to listen to God, then they're not going to listen to me. And, you know, there's no point in me ruining my life over it. And I'm just like, that is the grace of God. When you seek God, one of the ways that God speaks to you, that you know that you heard from God, if he does not deliver you from something, he will give you a gift of faith to go through it. Amen? And many of you are going through things right now, and God's giving you a gift to go through it. People say to me all the time, I don't know how you do what you do. And I look at other people and I say, I don't know how you do what you do. God enables us. Peace will come as you seek God about what to do or what not to do. Follow peace. Don't do things you don't have peace about. A divinely arranged encounter with someone who can provide you with what you need or a right open door may come. I love it when God sets up those divine encounters where you just meet the right person at the right time who has the ability to open the right door. And that's God. You've sought God. He's brought an answer. As we pray, our steps are ordered by the Lord. Maybe we were intending to go to the right, and all of a sudden, for some reason, we decide to go to the left. And God saves us from some detour that could have caused us many problems in our life. I believe a lot of times when we're praying, we're led by God and don't even know we're being led by God. I think we get so used to the supernatural that it becomes natural to us, and we don't even really realize what's happening. I was kind of murmuring to the Lord one day, well, why don't you do some of those, you know, exciting things that you used to do when I first started walking with you? Just seemed like there were, you know, more supernatural things that happened. And I remember exactly what God put in my heart. Joyce, I do the same things now that I did back then. You've just gotten used to them. Can anybody here remember the first time that you really believed that God spoke to you personally? Can anybody believe, can you remember that? Wasn't that just like the most exciting thing? Well, you know, now that happens to you all the time. If you're praying and seeking God, I can tell you that God is ordering your steps. He's making arrangements for you. He's giving you favor. And God will take care of you. He busies himself with your every step. Circumstances may become such that you're forced to do one thing. Or another. Sometimes God does lead us through our circumstances. If my circumstances are such that I don't have a choice, then I can say, well, that must be the way that God wants me to go. This must be the way that He wants to do this. I was, um, didn't know it until I tried to go back into India this last time because I've been there about 12 times. Over a period of 20 years, we've got a large office complex and about 200 employees in India, so we made a lot of investment in that beautiful land with those beautiful people. And um, when they started to get my visa this last time, we found out that I'd been put on a blacklist, that I was blacklisted out of India after our meeting in Calcutta last year. And, you know, it's kind of an honor. I mean, I told one guy that, and he said, go, girl. I mean, you know, when you get put out of the whole nation for preaching the gospel, and you're just a little lady from Fenton, that's not bad. So, 
know that he'd give us favor, and so several different people helped us. I mean, even as far up as Gandhi's granddaughter got involved, got my name off that list, and so I finally got a visa, and this time when we went back, after going through all that, it took me two hours and a half to get through immigration. They were still resisting. I had some kind of a unique visa, and so they said, we're not going to honor this visa, and it was a Saturday, and they couldn't find the right officials, and so we're sitting there for two and a half hours, and officials are running back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and uh, you know what? I just stayed calm. I just thought, you know what? If God wants me in here, he's going to open the door. If he don't, I'll just get back on the plane and go home. You say, you mean to tell me you want rebuking devils? You want me to tell you how I think we resist the devil? I just kept putting one foot in front of the other one. I think that's the best way in the world to, re to resist the devil, is just say, I'm not quitting, and I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting, and I'm not giving up. I spent years screaming at devils and still had problems. And I've learned that God will fight our battles if we will do certain things. One of the things is to seek God. Another thing is to refuse to give up unless God just so tightly closes the door that you know that that is not what he wants you to do. And if that's the case, then God's got something else for you to do. Every time a door closes, another one opens. Amen? Maybe you're at a point in your life right now where you feel like some doors are closing. Well, you know what? You don't need to be sad about that because when God does one thing and he's done with it, the next thing he does is always better than the last thing he did. Did you hear me? The next thing that God does in your life is always going to be better than the last thing that he did. Quit talking about the good old days. We've got some good days coming. God speaks to us through a knowing, through what we call the inner witness, a still small voice. He speaks through wisdom. If you pray and set yourself to seek God, God will speak to you. If you don't feel like you're hearing from God, start reading the Word. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. What that means is as you study the Word, you'll begin to hear the voice of God. You'll hear Him through His Word. You'll hear Him through His Spirit. You'll hear Him through wisdom. God will lead you and guide you. Listen to me, that is part of your privilege as someone who can have close, intimate fellowship with God. You don't have to live in the dark feeling like you never know what to do. God will lead you and guide you and direct you. I'm talking to you, not somebody else. God will lead you, guide you, and direct you, but you have to honor Him by going to Him first and seeking Him when you need answers to questions. Don't seek anybody else until you seek God. If He tells you to go somewhere else, then go and He'll anoint it. But don't do anything until you seek God first. You know, one of the best ways to have God fight your battles is to worship instead of worrying. Keep your eyes on Jesus, and he will always fight your battles for you. Today we're offering you four hours of teaching on CD called Let God Fight Your Battles. If you're weary from trying to fight something and you're just not winning, why don't you change your battle strategy? And you know what? We're offering this to you today for your gift of any amount to the ministry. Now, when we do that, it always means this is such an important series of teachings that we really want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to get it. So I'm just asking you to do your very best. You know, if God's blessed you financially, you could get your copy, and you could also just send in enough to cover somebody else's copy. Maybe, maybe some people can only send in a smaller amount, but we do want everybody to have it, and we trust you to do your best. I also want to just say to you before I close, 
Please continue studying the Word of God. We're nearing the end of our 30-30 challenge, but we don't want you to ever stop studying the Word of God. So my word to you today is don't quit studying the Word. God bless you. How long will we continue to fight in our own strength before we surrender and let God fight our battles? Learn how you can secure real victory in your life when you receive Joyce's CD series, Let God Fight Your Battles. She's teaching how to use God in everything in your life, not just on Sundays in church. It's, it's a lifestyle. Discover four roadblocks that keep us from surrendering all areas of our lives to God. With this teaching, Let God Fight Your Battles. For a gift of any amount, you can get one for your friend or family member. Call us toll-free, 1-800-727-9673, or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. Don't miss your chance to see Joyce live. Inspiring worship, life-changing teaching. The Joyce Meyer Conference is coming to Phoenix, Arizona, February 19th through 21st at Phoenix First Assembly. And Orlando, Florida, March 12th through the 14th, with worship by Israel Houghton and New Breed. All sessions are free. For more information and complete conference schedule, visit us at JoyceMeyer.org or call toll-free 1-866-C-JOYCE. Thank you, friends and partners. Together, we're sharing the love of Christ around the world. To find out more, please contact us or visit us online at JoyceMeyer.org. Join us in partnership as we share the love of Christ around the globe. The proceeding was paid for by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. Hello, this is Mel Bond. If you enjoy God's Word and seeing God's miracles, you'll enjoy our program right here on the Church Channel every Monday at 4.30 a.m. Tuesdays, 3.30 p.m. Saturdays, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved.
For your gift, TBN would like to send you the daily devotional, Every Day with Jesus. This inspirational book contains 365 precious names and titles for our blessed Savior, Jesus Christ, as found in the Old and New Testament. One name for every day of the year. To receive your copy of Every Day with Jesus, send your gift to TBN, P.O. Box A, Santa Ana, California, 92711. program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Today with Joseph Prince. If you subscribe to the teaching that you can lose your salvation that Jesus obtained for you without your effort, but you can lose it by your effort, if you subscribe to that, you cannot rejoice in hope. My friend, look away from self and look to Christ. God wants you to reign. for God's word? Yes. Alright, the last time uh, I preached on, will the real gospel please stand up? We've been doing a series on that, and the last time I preached to you was part two, and remember that uh, the gospel is what the world needs today. When we say the gospel, that means it's good news. Good news about what Christ did for us. The good news that God is not mad at you, God is not looking out to hurt you, to judge you, God is looking out to save you, to bless you, and to give you abundant life. And this He did by sending His Son, Jesus Christ, while we were still sinners, while we still hated Him, we didn't care about Him, we don't care about His things, God sent His Son, seeing our needs of Him, even when we don't see that we are in sin, we are full of self-righteousness, God still sent His Son, His Son died for our sins on the cross. And because that death is on our behalf, we will never, never die for our sins. We will never be punished for our sins because Christ was punished for our sins. And the same body that hung on the tree, bearing our sins, on the third day was raised from the dead without our sins. What does that mean? That means all our sins are put away. Friend, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the reason why he went through all that is the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what the world needs to hear. And the world, Christian world, listen carefully, Christ, Christians are not about morality. Alright? Our gospel produces moral excellence. But focusing on morality does not produce morality. In fact, people who are focused on morality can produce bitterness. Alright, and the fight for morality, they are bitter and they are angry. But if you focus on the gospel, the gospel will produce true character. It will produce moral excellence. Are you listening, people? So let's go right now to Romans chapter 5, and we're going to see how the gospel produces character. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. People, if you have put your trust in Christ, you are now justified by faith. With God, you have peace. So, when it comes to our past, alright, whatever you have done in the past, whatever evil you have done, how much you have blasphemed God, hated God, 
Amen. How much you have lived only for yourself. How much you have used people for your own gain. No matter how evil, how ungodly you were in the past, once you believe in Christ, you are justified by faith. You have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. What about your present? Okay, that's your past. All right, whatever happened in the past, you are now justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But what about your present? The next line. Through home, through Jesus Christ, also we have access by faith into this favor, into this grace in which we stand. So our past, all right, is taken care of. All guilt is put aside. All sins remitted. We are now justified by faith. Our present position. What a permanent present position. Because in the Greek, the word we have access, we have, and the word into this grace in which we stand, we stand. Both of them is in the perfect tense. And people, perfect tense means it's a once and for all act never to be repeated. That means our position through Christ is favor with God forever. This is a permanent boom, a permanent position, a permanent privilege. You cannot be removed from that position because you didn't put yourself in that position. It is through Christ also we have access by faith into this favor in which we stand. And the look stand is again in perfect tense. So we have in perfect tense, stand perfect tense, which means people, once you are saved, you are forevermore in favor with God. Wow. All right. What about our future? Our future is this. We rejoice in hope. Hope is always future. Of the glory of God. In other words, our past, we are justified. Our present, permanent blessing of being in favor with God. And our future, we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You see, friends, if you subscribe to the belief that you can lose your salvation tomorrow through some weakness that you have not taken into consideration or you feel the devil has tempted you on a blind side, maybe next year or whatever, if you subscribe to the teaching that you can lose your salvation that Jesus obtained for you without your effort, but you can lose it by your effort, if you subscribe to that, you cannot rejoice in hope. Obviously for the Apostle Paul to teach that we rejoice in, when we look at the future, we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. That means he knows something that those who, who do not believe in eternal security do not believe in. And what is that? Your past justification to where you are now was not dependent on you. It was dependent on the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did at the cross. Your present permanent blessing of being in favor with God is not dependent on you. Guess what? Your future in the glory of God is also not dependent on you. We are not blessed based on who we are, what we have done, what we have not done. No, 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 a thousand times no. We are blessed according to Jesus Christ in God's estimation, who he is and what he has done. God says to my account. Therefore, in 1 John 4, 17, it says, As Christ is, so are we where? When we die and go to heaven? In this world. As Christ is, so are we in this world. 
In other words, you understand, God is not judging you, not estimating you, not measuring you, not estimating you, not reckoning you, not measuring you according to who you are, what you have done, what you have not done. No, God is not looking at you. God is looking at Jesus Christ to judge you. God is looking at Jesus Christ and how good he is to judge you, to bless you. My friend, look away from self and look to Christ. the question, am I pleasing to God? Am I pleasing to God? Ask the question, is Christ at the Father's right hand pleasing to God? Yes or no? As He is, so are we in this world? Amen. Is Christ under God's unclouded favor at the Father's right hand? So are you in this world? Because as He is, so are we in this world? How cool is that? That's why it gives, it gives a resting place for your heart and mind. But we know it's not dependent on us. If just our salvation, our standing, if it depends even on one strand of hair of effort on our part, it'll be finished before this day is over. But it's not, friend. It's totally dependent on Jesus Christ. Many years ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, Son, don't just stop there with acceptance and favor. God says, go further. If my son's sick, I never thought of that. We always ask, are you sick? Am I sick? We don't ask, is Jesus sick today? <laughs> we, just, we just don't ask that, right? So the Lord says, if my son's sick, I said, no. As my son is, so are you in this world. Amen. Amen. Oh, if we have that, we can go home right but we still have difficulties, we still have troubles, we still have challenges, we still have trials every day, don't we? Right? What happens then? What has this position of faith of God? How does it translate to the way problems beset me and how I view it? Well, let's go on. The next one, it says this, we rejoice in the glory of God. Not only that, but we also glory. And this word glory is the same word, same Greek word as rejoice in hope of the glory of God previously. Same word. We also glory in tribulations. Now, tribulations is nothing more than trouble. So, we, we glory in troubles. Now, that sounds, you know, this guy loves pain, you know. But it's not that. Knowing that. You must read, knowing that. Knowing that. Knowing what? We rejoice in trouble for the believer because the moment trouble comes on our grace ground, we know that this trouble produces perseverance. Trouble produces what? Perseverance. And perseverance, character. Then I tell you, it all starts with being justified by faith. And that's why I said the gospel produces character. Now, Perseverance produces character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Now I'm going to drop a bombshell right now. For those who have studied the Bible, do you know that the book of Romans is, is the first book of the entire New Testament? Now Acts is about the church, like a historical narration. All right, but in terms of teaching, the Magna Carta of the Gospel is the book of Romans. But do you know something? For the very first time in the book of Romans, Romans 5, 5, 
we are introduced to the Holy Spirit. Still to come today. Only when you see Christ's work for you can you understand the Spirit's work in you. Stay tuned. Joseph Prince will be right back. God wants to meet your every need. Rise above every situation of lack and enjoy His supply as you learn about His great love for you. As a thank you for your gift of any amount, receive Joseph's latest two-sermon audio series, Ask Big, God Loves to Give. It's time to experience a new level of God's goodness in your life. For a specific gift, we'll send you a special package that includes the brand new My Prayer Journal and other resources. Gear up for an amazing 2015 with this journal as you pen your hopes and prayers to God and have your faith ignited through inspirational verses and quotes. God wants to bless you beyond what you can ask or think. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org today. It's about the church, like a historical narration. All right, but in terms of teaching, the Magna Carta of the Gospel is the book of Romans. But do you know something? For the very first time in the book of Romans, Romans 5, 5, we are introduced to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was never mentioned in the first four chapters. Why? And not only the Holy Spirit, but also the love of God is mentioned for the first time. For the first time in this verse. Why? For additional fake copies, please write. Joseph Prince Ministry. Now, would you like to know why? This is the wisdom of our God. The first chapter of Romans, he talks about men and their perversion and their sin. Chapter 2, he talks about the Jewish person, all right, and how they are also in sin. Chapter 3, God concludes the whole world under sin, that he might have mercy upon all. And the Bible says, now the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith unto all and upon all that believe. Witnessed by the law and the prophets, that's chapter 3. Chapter 4, he talks about Abraham, whom the Jewish people estimate and highly regard. Amen. Of all the personage in the, in the Jewish history, they regard Abraham as their father, and rightly so. And, and God used Abraham as a picture of justification by faith. How was Abraham made righteous before God? Was it because he circumcised? No. His circumcision came after his justification. Amen. Was it because he was perfect? No. We know he lied. But how was he justified? Apart from works by faith. So the Bible, that's chapter 4. He talks about justification by faith apart from works. Then chapter 5, that's where we are now. In other words, this is the wisdom of God. God does not want you to focus even on not just your feelings, your affections, all right, looking within yourself. God doesn't even want you to focus on the Spirit's work in you. God wants you to focus first on Christ's work outside you. In other words, let me say it like this. God doesn't want to confound the Christ's work for you for the Spirit's work in you. You understand? Many Christians, they go like this. Oh, do I feel God's love today? 
Do I feel the Holy Spirit today? Or yesterday I felt Him. Well, He was telling me to do this and I'm a big, wow, I felt Him. I felt the assurance that I'm safe. I felt like I was under the favor of God. But no, it seems so cold today. It seems like that's what Christians do. They don't go by, by what Christ has done. They don't go by the subtle facts of God's word. They go by their feelings. And that's why the wisdom of God is such that He puts your eyes for the first four chapters, all right, on God, on Christ and His finished work outside you. And then when He realizes you are, you are resting in that, then He tells you about the love of God and the Holy Spirit in you. Because many a times, you start looking within you, all right, you start saying, well, just, yes, last week I remember I felt the Holy Spirit doing worship, but today I feel like He's not there. I feel empty. Maybe I've lost my salvation. That's the problem. You're not settled in Christ's work for you. And now you're looking at the Spirit's work in you. Don't confound the two. Only when you see Christ's work for you, can you understand the Spirit's work in you. Like what I said just now, the more you see Christ, and the Holy Spirit will always make you see Christ. If a sermon is anointed by the Holy Spirit, whether a preacher is anointed by the Holy Spirit, you always point you to Jesus Christ. Amen. The devil will point you to himself. The devil will point you to other people. But the Holy Spirit will always point you to Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will not even point to himself. He will point you to Jesus Christ and his finished work. And when you see Jesus Christ, and now you see him at the Father's right hand, what happens? The Spirit works when you look at Jesus. Are you listening? You look at yourself, he stops working. You look at the, the Lord, he starts working. The best leading comes to people who, who, whose eyes are on Jesus. Can I feel the leading? Can I feel the leading? That's not the way to find leading. The more you, your eyes are on Christ without, can you hear the promptings within? Don't confound the work, the work of Christ for you with the Spirit's work in you. Introspection is dangerous. The devil always comes to you and says, what are you going to do about this problem? What are you, you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, I'll fall on you now. Or you must do it. You don't do anything, nothing will happen. If you don't make yourself push down other people, other people will climb on top of you. What are you going to do? Friend, stop, step back and say, wait a minute. I'm in the favor of God. I'm in the favor of God. And cream rises to the top. Don't have to push don't have to strain, don't have to strive. Amen. You race very hard, you win the rat race, number one rat. Alright, don't get involved in the rat race, step out, you're not a rat. Amen. Amen. Breathe and relax. Let it go. You know why? When you let it go, God takes hold. Okay? Don't forget that. But it's almost like the Holy Spirit is so jealous that you don't be, become introspective again. Right after you say the love of God and the, uh, the love of God is shed abroad, poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, straight away He brings your eyes back to the cross. For, that means because, when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the godly, ungodly. All of us qualified. It's almost like after, after it brings their attention to the love of God poured out in their hearts, the love of God for them, poured out in their hearts by the Holy Spirit, it's almost like the Holy Spirit says, okay, enough of looking at yourself. Look again to the cross. 
one of the best things to do is to memorize 1 John 4, 17. As he is, so are we in this world. For me, you feel lousy, you, say, you know, and you say, wait a minute. I'm as Jesus is. Is Jesus having this blah feeling right now? Is Jesus, is Jesus feeling rejected? As I I feel unsafe, Pastor. I don't know why. I get this feeling. I, I, I'm suffering a lot of fears. Then ask yourself, does Jesus have these fears? No? Then look to Him and say, as you are, Lord, free from these fears, so am I in this world. Might not come immediately. Keep on looking. Mm-hmm. You know, Thank you. Have a good day. The Holy Spirit keeps on working. Amen. Right? But don't bring your attention back to yourself. Okay, where is it? I don't feel the Holy Spirit. All right? Are you with me so far? I want to tell you something about something I didn't expound because of time. I'll tell you real quick, okay? Go back to the verse 5. It says what? Hope does not disappoint. And I'm telling you, church, all the amazing things is this. The world's wisdom, the highest wisdom of the world, said it, not to hurt yourself. Don't raise your hopes. Am I right? The world always says that. Don't raise your hopes. Huh? The doctor turns around, looks at the family and says, there is a slim chance, but don't raise your hopes. That's the highest wisdom of man can go. And you know what? They cannot go beyond that. Because they don't believe in a God with infinite love, infinite wisdom, and infinite power. We do. So God's wisdom says hope does not disappoint. The more hope you have, the more You'll be in a place of answered prayer. Because, because the love of God. Oh, oh man, how, how do I tell you this? When you have a revelation of the love of God based on what Christ did at the cross, when you have a revelation of that, be careful what you set your heart on. Because you might get it. Now, I didn't talk about another person's house, another person's son, another person's dog, another person's wife, okay? I'm talking about legit desires that we have. Be careful what you hope for. Because when you are somebody who knows the love of God, you're practicing the love of God, your hope will not disappear. Let's finish off with verse, these verses. For when it's still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Hardly can find someone die for another good man. For, yet perhaps for a good man, someone might even dare to die. Very, it's a, it's a rare exception. We see it happen in the movies, in wartime, stop your jump on the grenade to save his section, you know, from destruction. I mean, very rare, rare. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, you know what I mean, sinners? We hate him. We don't care about him. While we were still sinners, evil in our thoughts and desires. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For us. Hmm? And the last verse, let me close with this. Much more than, much more than, having now been justified by what? His blood. Notice, it is not by our works, our actions, our performance, but by His blood. We shall be safe from wrath or wrath, my American friends, through him. That's my church. You know what this verse is telling you? Once you are justified, now you are justified, you need not worry in the future you will ever come under God's anger again. 
God will never, ever, ever be angry with you. In fact, God has sworn in Isaiah 54, after the work of Jesus in Isaiah 53, God swears, I will never be angry with you. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. We've watched highlights of a sermon by Joseph Prince. To order a copy of the full sermon, which is approximately 60 minutes long, call the toll-free number at 1-877-769-5433 or log on to josephprince.org now. God wants to meet your every need. Rise above every situation of lack and enjoy His supply as you learn about His great love for you. As a thank you for your gift of any amount, receive Joseph's latest two-sermon audio series, Ask Big, God Loves to Give. It's time to experience a new level of God's goodness in your life. For a specific gift, we'll send you a special package containing the brand new My Prayer Journal. Gear up for an amazing 2015 with this journal as you pen your hopes and prayers to God and have your faith ignited through inspirational verses and quotes. You'll also receive Joseph's latest, The Benjamin Generation, five times more blessings, one DVD album that'll help you receive the five times more blessings that Jesus wants you to have, as well as other exciting resources. God wants to bless you beyond what you can ask or think. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Today, Wendy and I just want to extend our deepest appreciation to all our Grace Revolution partners that make this broadcast possible. We want to thank you personally for your generous financial support in helping us to proclaim the gospel of grace around the world. Your partnership also helps to support the various humanitarian initiatives that we are involved in, from fighting against human trafficking to sponsoring children in Asia. From the very bottom of our hearts, we thank you for being a Grace Revolution partner and making a difference in the world today. God bless you. Dear friends, together we can impact the world for Jesus. Partner with us and be part of this exciting Grace Revolution. Call us toll free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org slash partner today. I'm only skimming the surface, and I see a huge ocean. You can see no land all around you. It's a deep ocean. And it takes me, and it puts me into the water, and it pulls me out again. And it says, now you have experienced this measure of grace. The rest of the ocean is the riches of grace you have yet to discover. Based on his best-selling book, Unmerited Favor, 100 Days of Favor contains daily bite-sized teachings that will give you a confident expectation of good as you meditate on Jesus and His abundant favor toward you. Request 100 Days of Favor with the specific gifts to the ministry and be blessed by the riches of Jesus' unmerited favor toward you. Embark on a journey that will impact your life forever. For information on how to order this life-changing resource, call us toll-free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org today.
Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. Joseph Prince Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church. Your donations to the ministry are received as offerings to support the preaching of the gospel of grace.
God, I, I, with my hands lifted up, my mind, I feel a praise. Because I know that Calvary, 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 Calvary. Surely he died on Calvary. For my sins, for our sins, God, for we lift up our heads, we lift up our hearts, we lift our minds to have the right mindset to stay on you, your will, and your way, God. So thank you for dying for our sins today, God. And we lay all our cares, our cares and our sins, our issues, that we have that are not here to seek to be cleansed by you and purged by you, God. So I thank you in advance for the victory because we're already won. It is in Jesus' name, I honor commit this prayer to you, and I say amen. And this prayer and declaration to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, it's good to know Jesus. It's good to know that the spirit of the of God in our lives that we walk. And we lift them up high and walk this journey, pressing for the mark, reaching the high, reaching for the high calling. Because what about us? Hallelujah. When we get to know it's all about Him, then our perspective changes. Hallelujah. When we get to know the circumstances of life will come, the storms keep on raging. They come on to make us strong, to grow us, and to continue to know Him as the one who is able to keep us strong and restore us our faith to know. It's good to know Jesus each and every day that he's going to pick me up, turn my life around, place my feet on that solid ground, that rock, that solid rock that we stand. <laughs> Hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah. Be good, y'all. <laughs> One of these mountains. I woke up this morning with my mind straight on Jesus. Oh, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Each and every day is a hallelujah in my spirit because this day was not promised to me. And I thank God for the promises that were kept because he kept me throughout the night. Hallelujah. <laughs> I feel pretty good. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> I feel good. Because <laughs> when you wake up that, that morning, by morning, new mercies we see. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto thee. <laughs> because he learned how to do it. He touched us. Oh, what joy fills my soul. Something happened in Lord Jesus. He touched me <laughs> and made me whole. That's beautiful to know that he woke you to the new day dawning. And we're praying for covering of this day because no man knows the day nor the hour, but we know that if we continue to look towards the hill, he'll cover us, he'll keep us, he'll protect us, he'll provide for us. Yeah. And he'll bless. Us with another day. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
it feels good to, to speak these things and be bold in what you think, say, or do. Erica could have had a conversation. She's not going to be on the call this morning. I'm going I'm to I'm lift up her list, but she's not going to be on the call. We had a conversation yesterday, and Erica said, well, Pastor Lamar, Pastor Mark came on yesterday. I said, oh, yeah, really? I said, I said oh, yeah. I said, what are you talking about? I wanted you know. And um, he was talking about that Atlanta. Okay, Sam, are you there? Are you listening? Is this thing on? <laughs> I listening to Sam. So he talked about Atlanta. And I said, Erica, I said, um, and he talked, she went on the sound about what he asked about, was she ready? And she said, yes. I said, are you really ready? And I, when I told her, I said, you know what, Erica, I said, you sit here. I said, I'm going to let my from spirit, let my spirit talk to you for a minute. But she didn't like this. She didn't like when I talk about my spirit, you know. She didn't like when I talk about that. I said, my spirit tells me that you're ready. And I said, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about this thing here. I said, you sitting in Atlanta. We're in Atlanta together. I said, you're sitting here in Atlanta. Say I'm calling. I said, pray for Atlanta. We got in the car. We pray for Atlanta. You did not say one word. And I said, well, you know what? Well, yes, she did. She said, amen. Of course, you did. But I'm just saying. I said, now you're ready. I said, God is purging you. And I said, purge means anything that's in you right in your life. And not mine, too. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm working my hands, too, because we're going this thing together. This is in Christ. And I said, God is purging us. I'm going to change. I, I did say us. I did say it. I said, me, me and you. I, I went with her first. I said, God is purging you for preparation. And I said, you sit in the church right now, right now, this very moment that they have a preacher, that have a minister for your church. You're going through all these loopholes for a minister for your church. And you're sitting right in the midst of them. But I'm not talking, I'm not going to speak your life into existence, but I'm just saying to you, sister. He's posing you of the, the issues of that you're going on. You're going through all these issues with um, these preachers in your church. You're going through issues that, in your your spiritual life, as far as purging the relationship, mending the relationship to become a, a new creature with them more stronger in him, more bony in him to step out on faith, to grow you, to, to position you. I told her this yesterday, y'all people, y'all listen to me? I told her yesterday, can y'all hear me talking? And is this thing, and I'm muffled, because <laughs> I know the third thing can sometimes be muffling. But I told her that I'm not, I'm not speaking just for her because I'm right there beside her. I'm a spiritual warrior with her. I'm a war, I'm God's child. If He's gonna use me in such capacity, then yes, I will go. Okay? It's not, it's not a question. Not a doubt in my mind. Yes, I will go. Okay? So I tell her that He's setting, you, setting the stage for you, my dear sister. She didn't want to hear but hey. No, well, you know how she do. But I love her to death. But I, I told her yesterday. He said he purging her, and that's why you don't have a preacher in your church right now. That could be your church. That could be your church. I said, could be. Could be. She, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Sam running, turning around like far as gone. But we ain't going to talk about Sam right now, but we're going to go back there. <laughs> but we all have a calling to fulfill, and that was my spirit told her to tell her yesterday. I said, he's praising you for the preparation, boo. That's why y'all ain't got no preacher. That's why y'all still looking and seeking for somebody to show themselves a fool. But to the thing about it, when you do go into that role, when you do, do operate off your faith, when you do take the calling that God has asked you to take, then it's gonna, he's going to uncurve, make those people, those naysayers that think you cannot do it, they make it before him because they're trying to nitpick God's child, God's, God's minister, pastor. So therefore, when you do go into that role, when you decide to take up your cross, 
you're only carrying the data that he just spread to you for the carry more carry um, in larger territory. Okay. So y'all spend my minutes in a day, a little bit. Forgive me, but hey, it has. And we talked about that thing. Now mind you, I even came to the realization that situations in my life that I'm gro- I'm growing and God is setting me for in position. He's setting me in position, setting the stage for me as well, because I'm not I'm not gonna let her go into a walk without me. When it comes to God's business, you understand what I'm saying? The spiritual warriors, warrior together, been doing it, going to do it, regardless of what's going on in each our individual life, going to still press together through prayer, submission, of one, you know, and, and, and fighting, these, fighting these battles, you know, stepping out on faith, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, the whole armor of God, and doing what does says the Lord. And I'm just I'm just speaking to you all from Atlanta, Georgia perspective because we do have those sidebar conversations because in in the world somewhere during the during the month or last month or the month before I spoke about battle warriors the ones who are closer to you getting a battle friend a battle what is it what was it, a battle for friendship a friendship battle somebody who's gonna go to war with you for the greater good of God not for the greater good of man mm-hmm. they're gonna fight for you when it's not about to mess. Well, when it comes to my daddy's business, and I'm a willing vessel to do just what he said he needed me to do, then I'm going to go all in. Because he's the one that never leaves me, no forsake me. A man will leave you in a heartbeat. So God won't. So, <laughs> and I know I've been there, done that. <laughs> got a key, T-shirt and a keychain and a car tag if I want to put it on, but I ain't got to put that on because I want to play it. But anyway. <laughs> but what I'm saying, <laughs> this is my minister moment, so you know I have to go in and So forgive me, forgive me, but I'm going to, you know, this is this is what I told her yesterday. That was a, We started to discuss uh, a lot of things. And yesterday she was telling me, she said, well, you know what, that, um, you know, the, I told, she had two internships that she could choose from. And I said, no, you always want to choose the easy one. Oh, because it's comfortable. It's comfortable. You know how life do. We want to choose what's easy for us, the easy way out, the easy this and easy that. But don't you know you'll learn more from the hard path than you'll learn from the, from the quick path? So our choices in life, oh, I want to take the elevator. Like my, my issue, I want to take the elevator. Lord, on my knees, Lord, my knees, my back. No, I did not choose the elevator. <laughs> this is this is my medical protocol. Listen, listen, I'm teaching. I chose to stay Although it may be difficult to climb it, I still risk the top. <laughs> so, I'm, a, I'm just shouting over here. So, therefore, regardless of whether I press towards the mark, which is, to, which is to get to the floor, whether I wanted to be on, and I kept pressing, I kept moving. Because I, eventually, I'm going to reach the top with no pain. I'm going to reach right now, it's like, you know, you know how. Please, God, don't move my mountain and give me strength to climb, that song. So, therefore, my mountain on the two flights. We're coming in the four flights because we started on the fourth floor, you know. So, thank God for the two. So, when we do move to the fourth, we got to be going back to the fourth floor. But right now, I, I mean, that's my metaphorical spiritual lesson as far as moving forward. But I told her that it, whatever you decide to do, you know, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, you know, right there. But I'm going to go ahead and lift my prayer because I'm almost at work. Dear Heavenly Father God, as I bow before your throne of grace and mercy, God, with thanksgiving and zeal for you in my heart. That's a new word for me, zeal to do 
and lift up from the sick and shedding God. Right now, God. Right now, God. Right now, God. This very instant, speak healing in the atmosphere. Heal the sick and the shedding. Heal the weary and the heavy laden. Heal, God. Strengthen them. Right now, where they stand, or where they lay, or any position that they are in, God. Whether it's bent over his home, God, heal their sanctuaries of their bodies, minds, and spirits. Because when you're in pain, when you're in pain, dear Jesus, all the fear, the doubt, the anger, all the dark places show up in a moment. The, the discouragement, the pity. But right now, God, I'm seeing life, life, joy, and peace over their situations in the, in the time of their storm. Let the mist, let the, the peace come in like a mist of a fog, God, right now over their minds, bodies, and spirits. And let them feel the, the, the feel presence over them, the warmth, the, the feeling, the sensory, sensory sensation of peace, God. Let them feel it right now, God. I, I, speak, I, I speak these words to you, Father, as they are and going to be, God, in the name of Jesus. And as the ones who encamped around their bedside, around their feet, in their minds, in their hearts, that, that knows of someone sick, who knows of someone shut in, let their minds lift them up to you right now, God. Let their hearts continue to lift them up to you, God, for deliverance, restoration to you right now, God. Because everyone on our prayer call has someone that they know someone who knows someone who knows someone who needs you now, God, for the, for the deliverance and the healing that they need. So right now, I lift up their, their minds to be lifted up for them on their behalf. Let the petitioners be the petitioners for the petitioners. Hallelujah. God, right now, petition the sick and shedding in our families, our friends, even the neighbors that we sometimes don't know, but even the neighbors, Jesus. In spite of what we're going through with any friends or enemies or people that do not like us, we still don't lift them up because they still need you, God, to turn and change and move on their behalf like only you know how to do with one touch. Well, from the hem of your garment, not that your hand, but touching your hem. You saw a string, a string of your garment, you need to be from it. So, God, I lift up the sick and shut to you, Jesus, right now. From my heart to my mouth to me, my mouth to your ears, God, I lift them up. And God, I also like to lift up and petition on behalf of my dear sister in her absence, the precious in ministry and their families. God, you know that the precious in ministry members who are on this line are few in number but, but bold and strength. God, I lift them up to you, God, because I know that you're going to write that cause for them to write that cause of their family. Be that white house. Let their light have ever so shine among men, women, boys, and girls, because I know that if someone sees you in them, they are like, what it is that you got glad that I can get what you got. So, God, right now, I lift up precious and members. Members. So that strength and that light that shines upon their household, shine throughout their household, and be blessed like Abraham. Right now, God, bless them and meet them in their need. We are going to go through trial of God, but I know you're going to miss them. You can bring them right on up out of that trial situation. And they can raise their hand and look and say, thank you, Jesus. Because if it had not been for you, on my side, 
guiding my, moving your hand, making me a puppet of you, God. I thank you right now, wherever it be. So I looked up to you, fresh shit, the ministry, and their families, God. May the residue and the cup that runs over for the fresh shit, the ministry's families, members roll over to their families as well, God. All, all is well today that everybody woke up with a with fresh anointing in their hearts, spirit, and minds to be blessed by somebody, uh, by you, God, and someone else, God, that you sent, the angels that you sent around them. Because everybody's in a need right now, God, and I lift them up to you for that need. Hear my cry, oh God, for your people, God, for your children, God, because you are the most high God. It is in Jesus' name I always get this prayer to you, and I say amen, amen, and amen. How y'all doing? <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> so are you talking to me? Damn. Is he on a call? What? 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 <laughs> I just wonder, how you doing? How your mama now? <laughs> <coughs> Z made me cough, woman. <laughs> I tell you how that affect on people. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I get you choked up every now and then. That's what they say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I love my life. I really do. I, I, I thank God that He made me who I am. And and and, and um, it took it took a moment. It took a life circumstances. It takes life circumstances to get your get your head. You can get your head sprung, but you can get it sprung right back home. <laughs> so we all go through those trials and tribulations, situations to make us stronger. And I thank God for making me stronger. And I thank God for this call that's growing me up to do just 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 said the Lord. This call. If it wouldn't be the call, if it wouldn't be me calling, I wouldn't be right here where I am with you today, growing, basking in the glory of God, feeling his presence in my life, feeding myself and feeding and pouring into others. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, have, I got a question for you. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me get my phone right. Okay, now your newfound adventure. So when you gonna go get with your girl so you can do that stair climbing event she does? What stair climbing event? <laughs> Joanna, when she be doing the stair climbing thing? Mm-hmm. Erica's trainer, she be doing them stair climbing events. Well, right now, um, I'm gonna have to put I'm like, my people go back to give her people because. Uh, <laughs> 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 when you come in town. Uh oh! Oh, you know, good. I can record it like you recorded me. Call uh, <laughs> this being of quality assurance. Say what? This call is being monitored for quality assurance. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. You got me. Uh huh.
I'm going to go in this office because I'm late, y'all. I'm late. Not late, but I'll be at there at 9, but I'm, I am I got to get in this office. I got bags to take in. But uh, I didn't mean to monopolize you all this time, but I love you. Mm-hmm. And I talk to you about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll talk to y'all tomorrow. I mean, Monday. Have a blessed weekend. Monday, Monday. I got you, babe. All right. Love you. Bye. I love right. y'all. Bye. Bye, Felipe. Bye-bye. She just call you Felipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she in a mold today, huh? It's all good. I ain't mad at her. Now I'm getting hungry. <clears throat> now you want to get hungry. Huh? Now you want to get hungry. Yeah, I, my, my body kind of, well, there's a lot going on with my body, so I understand. I mean, mm-hmm. It just jumps. I be nothing else, and I just get hungry. Like I gotta eat. I gotta eat. Okay, all right. <laughs> then I, I don't want to eat. What you put that stuff in front of me for? Okay. <laughs> but it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, where we at? You want to do your list? You want me to do my list? What's going on? Um, I'm about to lose you. I'll do it when I get back out, when I get downtown. Okay. I'll grab mine, which is, might be on the stairs. Oh, 
Uraka shiruko sa, shiruko sa, shiruko sa, shiruko sa, hubaka, shiruko sa. Miss Henderson, Big Jim, Larry Ben,
Let me do my... Knock him out, Felipe. Knock him out. All right, here we go. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, I I was telling Cynthia, I said, um, I had gotten so, like, distracted with... uh, with the news and everything, and after you had prophesied to me about, you know, I need to get back into speaking in tongues and getting back into talking to God more and all this other stuff. So the other day, uh, <laughs> uh, I want to say it was like Tuesday. It was either Tuesday or Wednesday. I told Cynthia, I said, this is the last, the last time I'll send you all the information that I'm reading about that's going on, you know. And I said, from now, I said, I'm going to take a, a break. All I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, listen to sermons and read my, you know, and study and, you know, stay more focused on God instead of what's happening in the world. Because, um, yeah, <laughs> like I told you before, I said I, I just I didn't like the dot that I was seeing connecting, and so I just, I thought I wanted to, um, my friend called it uh, taking a break from reality, a pause in reality or something like that. It's a scientific phrase. I'm like, okay, whatever, same thing. Um, And I said that to say this. We have to, on in the ministries that God is is calling us to do. Um, Sam and Erica and Maria and and anybody else who listens in that knows that they're in a ministry, we have to let go of all of our old crutches. You know, we have to... I mean, because when we're telling people about God and about how great God is, you know, and how he can do all things, but we still rely on physical crutches, then we're calling, we're not speaking the whole truth. We're not walking in the truth that we're telling everybody about. You know, it's like I can't say that he gives peace, but then I go and try and find peace reading a romance book, my pause in reality. You know, I have to be able to always go to him first for the peace. And the book is entertainment, if that's what I so choose to do for entertainment. But as far as, like, trying to find my peace, trying to find my joy, trying to find, you know, patience and things like that, we have to get away from old crutches because they're easily to be relied on because we know it works. Even though it's only for a moment, we know in that moment that that old crutch is doing its job instead of waiting on God to give us what we actually what we actually need to make it a permanent solution to whatever the issue is at that particular time. And... um. So I pray for the churches and the and the and the and the ministers and the bishops and the apostles because 
right now is the time where they are turning the megachurch ministers need to stand on the truth of the word of God and not redivide the word of God for their own gain to hold numbers to have a following, so to speak. Because if I say Joseph Prince really spoke to me and not God really spoke to me through Joseph Prince, that I've turned Joseph Prince into an idol. And that's what's happening. A lot of ministers are turning themselves into the thing that people are supposed to not be looking to them for their word, but they're supposed to be looking to them that the word would speak through them. And so, Father, I come right now that the focus of all word will go back to you, not to the one speaking the word, but the, per- but the word that's being spoken through them for their good, for their deliverance, for their salvation, so that they can get back into a relationship with you. You said that no one should, they should be able to hear your voice when you call, be able to distinguish your voice from the one who, you know, what the scripture says, but they say there's Christ over there, there's Christ over there. Don't go to and fro because you're supposed to be able to know who and where you are at all times because of our relationship with you. So, Father God, I pray right now that the churches, the congregations will strengthen their relationship with you, not try to find, you know, that minister to follow behind. Minister, you know, this minister is over here, they go over there. This minister is here, they go over there. Let them stay grounded in your word and follow your word to the to the, to the necessary end that you want them to follow it to, Father God. I ask right now, God, that you will just continue to strengthen their spiritual man, that it speaks louder than their flesh, that it speaks louder than their feelings, that they're so tapped in to you, oh God, that they can never be led astray. And Father, I ask that you will watch over the ministers and the apostles and the bishops, the angels of the house that are speaking your word, let your word take good ground. Let them rightly divide the word of truth to the truth of what's needed to be said, not just to not just to tickle the ears and make the body feel good, but actually letting the the word cut asunder the things that are not of you out out of people. Let it be do it surgical work the way you want it to, oh God. And we come for those who are abused and addicted, that they will be able to find peace. But to be able to find a deliverance that, that as they look and cry out, that you'll be able to lead somebody to them so that they're able to find uh, a resolution to their pain, a resolution to the itchiness that they feel, and find the love that they're looking for in you and not in drugs or the person that's abusing them, oh God. So we pray for those who are unsaved, that they find you. It's not always about... You know, it's always about um, faith. You always say it's about faith. So, Father God, we ask that that you will that they will tap into the faith that they're trying to deny that you exist. We we, we pray for the atheists and the agnostic. We pray for them because they're they're, they're the atheist is, is is denying you, and the agnostic is looking 
before you. So we ask right now that you will open their eyes that they shall see and open their eyes that they shall hear the truth of your word, O oh God. But we also pray for those who are deceased, the family of the deceased. We ask that you give them peace, O oh God, peace of spirit, peace of mind, as they're, as they're looking to find, you know, answers to why their loved one was taken away. But in your word, it says that everything has a season. We are here for only a season. There's no, there's no, there's no expiration date that we can say, okay, on this date we will leave. So, Father God, we ask that you would just give them peace in their spirit and in their in their mind, so that they're able to go on. Um, good morning. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> yes, and I hope that that you would just. I'm on the phone. <laughs> I hope, God, that you would just continue to watch over them and keep them in perfect peace as long as they keep their minds on you. Now, Father, I also pray for those who are in hospice. We ask for a miraculous, a miraculous healing for them, oh God, where the doctors and the specialists have said that there's nothing else that can be done. Father, we know that you can do all things. So strengthen them and heal them as only you can. And we just glorify you for all that you're going to do, all that you have done, all that you will do. And, Father God, we just thank you for it in advance. By the name of Christ we come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Trey Mathis and Ariel Singford. How do I go? Should I go? Should I go? Come back. Should I go? Should I go? Come back. Should I go? Should I go? Come back. Should I go? Should I ramble across the Canada? Should I go? Neander Moss. Come back. Should I go? Should I go? Come back. Should I go? Should I go? Come back. Should I go? 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 Should I for Braca, should go send it to Cassandra, go send it to Cassandra, go Saka. In power, Hora, Shiloko, Sandra, go send it to Cassandra, go send it to Cassandra, go Saka. For a Shiloko, Sirko, 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 Morgan Farley. For Shilka Sigo Sidical Sidical Rombaka, Shilka Sidical Sandal goes to the Ganda, Shilka Sidical Ganda, Obosa, Shilka Sidical 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 Sidical
He was peeping in the mirror, baby. He was peeping in the mirror. <laughs> he was peeping in the mirror. What is that? This brother Richardson, we got. Well, she did sick and shut in the congregation churches, the season hospitals. So maybe we got prisoners, missionaries. I did missionaries. I did. I didn't do prisoners though. Right. Okay. Prisoners. Um, abuse, addiction. I did abuse and addicted. So all we got is prisoners then. Yep. And unsaved. And then, did you pray for pressure to ministries in the? Um, Maria did. Okay, I know I heard some. Okay, I so we just got prisoners and um and unsaved then. Cole, 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 bang, dog. What I'm gonna do unsaved? All right. This morning, most gracious heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for another day's journey. We thank you, Father God, that we are able to assemble together. To stand in the gap for your children, Lord God, those who have not been saved, Lord God, those who have not been called, have not called and confessed the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. As your word teaches us, Lord God, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Father God, I come to pray for those who are not saved, Lord God, that their eyes will be opened, that their skills will be moved from their eyes. That they'll see the fullness of the joy, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit will enter into their hearts. Father God, I ask that you would anoint them, Lord God, and touch them, Lord God, where they are, Lord God, and let them realize that you are the Lord, that you are God, that you are the creator of heaven and earth. You are the one who created the earth from its foundation, Lord God. You are the one who have all wisdom, knowledge, Father, and, and, and all the wisdom, knowledge, and honor. And, Lord God, we ask, Lord God, to let, those, let them be led to someone who will just speak a word into their lives, Lord God, that they will see the joys that they have from worshiping and praising your holy and righteous name. And Father God, within you there's the fullness of joy. And within you there's the fullness of blessings and, gl- and, and glory. Within you, all praises belong to you, Lord God. We just thank you that we have received you. And we ask that others will be, we, you will touch those who are not confessed you as Lord and Savior of their lives, as their Lord and Savior, Lord God, so that they too will be saved, Lord God. You know, we could be a better people if we would just come all up to, to Jesus and all Jesus as our Lord and Savior. This world could be changed. Our lives can be changed. Our situations could be saved. Country. You are the author and the finish of our faith. You're the one who fight all of our battles. You're the one who are the reason why we're still here. You're the one who created us from the foundation of earth for your for your glory, Lord God, to give praise and to do a mighty work. Let them come to be ministers and, and, and priests and, and prophetess and all of those other things, Lord God, to praise your name, Lord God, as well as those who are already saved. Lord God, we don't want to run this place alone, Lord God, but we want to do what you have called us to do. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Uh-huh. 
Somebody want to do prisoners and then how to do it with the list. Oh, Mr. Richardson, do prisoners to knock them out, knock them out. Mama said knock it out. Ho! All right, L-L-C-C-F. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Oh, S-F. Whichever one it is. S-C-F. Um, Father God, as we continue in prayer, Lord God, we pray for those in the prison behind prison bars. We pray for them, Lord God, that they will confess their sins, Lord God, and be forgiven of the many trespasses that they have done, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, to just enter to the hearts, Lord God, save them where they are. Even those who are imprisoned by whatever it is, whether it's addiction, whether it's through debt, or whether it's through uh, just through their own self-imprisonment, Lord God. We ask you, Father God, to open the bars, Lord God, to enter their hearts so that they can be set free, Lord God, so they can be set free to do the work that you have for them to do. Father God, I even pray that you will send a minister into their lives, Lord God, to teach the word of, of that you have placed before us, Lord God, that you so they can hear it, so they can receive it, that they, they, they confess their sins and all of those things that have them imprisoned, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to just set us free from the things that have us bound, Lord God. So, so there are so many things on this, in this world that have us bound that cause us to be imprisoned, Lord God. Not just a crime, Lord God, but it may be an addiction. It may be a, a debt or even just a loved one that have us in prison, Lord God. But we ask you, Lord God, that you enter to our hearts and our minds and set us free. And let us know we can worship you for the word teaches us whom the Son has set free. He is free indeed. And we ask for those who they have offended, Lord God, that they will forgive them and have mercy upon them, and so that they too will be set free. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And amen. <sighs> Whatever you would drink, it so sound good. Mm-hmm. Grape, apple, pineapple, strawberries. Good. Also, we got a twizzle going on right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real good. Excuse me, y'all. Mm-hmm. You went to the doctor yesterday. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Popped me a couple of times. Did breathing treatments. Popped me a couple of times in both of my my um, hips and gave me some antibiotics and cough syrups and all that other mess. And asked me why did I wait so long to come up in there? Because it, it's it's better, getting better, but it hadn't fully opened up my air passages. Mm-hmm. He said, it's not the flu, it's not pneumonia. He said, but whatever has got my bronchial passages um, stopped up, but he knows it's from the asthma. So, the usual. Okay. The usual. What if they gave me Dacodron and some other type of steroid? Mm, okay. And I was blessed that I didn't have to wait a long time, although the office was real, real full. Okay. You got in and got out. Well, I ain't going to say in and out. I guess from, what, 1030 to what? Right at... They wanted to get me out of that sort of go to lunch. Just see that way. Okay. Cool beans. 
on time. It was right on time. God was on all time. I was sitting there, and then when you when you texted me, asked me was I on, and I got back on. I was reading my Bible, sitting there reading. Oh. And um, so I'm listening to the prayer call, and all the people just sitting around there listening to me. You know, I had it where I could hear it, and I was they was looking upside my head. They like, I said, yes, I'm on the prayer call. <laughs> so, so they heard you on the prayer call. Oh yeah, they heard me. Everybody in the thing heard me. Okay. <laughs> they heard you. They didn't hear me. They heard you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh huh. So I guess they got a little. Fort. They got a little. They got blessed as well. Okay, they got a little taste. <laughs> yeah, they got a little taste. You know, a lot of them up in there, baby. You know, a lot of them up in there for various reasons. They been barking like I was, but. <laughs> and then the tripped out part about it, he got a new nurse in there. And I was like, oh, you knew. And I couldn't recognize her. And it was one of the girls that attended one of the schools that I taught at in Carrollton, you know, with the face in the window. And then she told me who she was. She said, Mr. Richardson. I said, uh huh. And she got. And she was the one who had to give me a shot. I said, oh, my God, not you. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's see. Let's see what God wants to do. We're going to knock out the list. Let's see what the Lord wants to do. Mm-hmm. Have you read your, the little passage yet for the book? No, I'm going uh, to do that in a little bit. <sighs> Who's on the line beside me, you and that young lady? Who's the young lady? It's a what? Who's the young lady's voice on the phone? Young lady do what? It was a young lady's voice on the phone. Um, that was Felipe. <laughs> that was oh, Felipe Shaw. Mm-hmm. I see. She might be on mute right now. She's probably still on. But that was her. That was where, her. That was where her. Where is Erica? Erica said she would be on earlier, but... um. <clears throat> She had something to do today, but she didn't. She knows she probably wouldn't be able to be on later on, so she said she's gonna get on early. Okay. Let's see what happens. The mother of Gina and them still got all the sick as well, aren't they? Uh, I haven't talked with them since we had that prayer session. Well, I'm talking about that Nicole had been through their house as well. Mm-hmm. Everybody, said <laughs> Barbara's over there with a mask on. Nate, his back flared up. Donald, he was down and out. And I think Mama Regina started to come with something. I, Carl might have been one. I wasn't sure about him, but, yeah, I was battling some stuff. Oh. And I just knew. I Like I told him, I said, I, he said, you took the flu shot? I said, no. I said, I've never had the flu in my life. I, mean, see, I don't normally get a cold. And um, And he was like, Really? I said, have I ever been in here for a call? He said, no. To be honest, no. And so, um, talk about you want to take a prep, not shot. I think that's that, that, that pneumonia shot you take once every five years. I'm like, I don't want to take nothing that I don't already have. 
And why you gonna, why you gonna shoot me with the virus to keep me from getting the virus? <laughs> right, right. That's what I told him. I said, no, I don't do that. I said, I already know. When you inject this stuff up in two people, you have to. Um, you're trying to build up an immunity towards it. So don't give me nothing to be trying to fight off for year after year after year. No. Yep, that's why I just take my stuff, boost my immune system, and keep moving. Because that's basically what, what they're doing anyway. They just by doing it by injecting you with the virus. Uh, no, I'm good. Experimental, experimental. Mm-hmm. I was listening. I was listening. I don't know if it. I'm trying to see what was I. I was listening to something when they was talking about stuff like that. Uh, no, I was reading something. I was reading something um, on the internet. And this guy said that he has come up with a cure for uh, basically uh, to grow hair for men and women, and as well as in the in the in the five um, the five AR as well as the uh, uh, the lower men prostate cancer so again prostate cancer it all works the same, and it's all through natural fruits and vegetables and and things of that nature. And said that, and when he took it to his doctor, his doctor discovered actually what he was doing. And he saw that the guy had had grown back, and so he the, the doctor took it to his 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 um med school and took it to his med school um chief, the head of med school, dean of med school, and the dean of med school said, "No, we cannot publish this because of a simple fact. If it do, do you know what it do to the pharmaceutical company? Do you know what it do to the medical profession? And blah 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 blah." Aren't we in the business of saving so well lives and and, and keeping men from getting prostate cancers and women from going through all these different types of hormonal flashes and things of that nature through the regular fruit and vegetable type thing combination? The guy came up with a combination of that actually keeps women from going through um, having hot flashes and men. Men prostate can be enlarged, and in the, in, the, in return, it comes back and causes hair growth to come back. It keeps the DHT from going, going up in the hair cell because of the natural enzymes within the fruits and the vegetables mm-hmm. and the minerals and the combination. He can't look at that thing, and so they don't, they don't want to, um, you know, because a simple fact it would kill the pharmaceutical companies. I'm like, oh, so you rather let people die? <laughs> In other words, then and, and you and you make a few dollars while you still live here. Yeah, you know it's it's, it's so wild. Uh, you, you said one key word. You said we are in the business. <laughs> exactly. That's the key word. The business. <laughs> They don't want to take away their business. Health care has become a business. It's no longer about it's no longer about saving people. No. Same solution. Hey, solution. That's why I go back to my dad being on my dad being on Dallas but then he don't need it. But it's because of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And the money is what they're looking at. <coughs> you know, I'm so stupid and I'm so left behind. I didn't know that they let people die a lot of people at home now. Mm-hmm. 
And the, and the funny thing about it, it's not even funny. The sad thing is, they know that they know that the, the process is not always a good process for but because of the money that they can make off of it, they still do. They have people lined up for four hours a day, twenty and thirty people at a time, and it's right. a business, and you're paying like five hundred dollars for every 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 session, they're making good money off of it. Yeah. It'll cost them billions of billions, tens of billions of dollars by you know, a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll lose that much. So they almost say nobody like they wanna kill you people. Exactly. The dog on show. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. How you all doing? Good <laughs> All right. Woo. I got a little kick. Let me see what God wants to do. <clears throat> Okay, Father. Huh. Where are we at this morning, Lord? What do you want to do? Okay. Huh. Okay, share Bosaka. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Hmm. Thank you, Father. Hmm. Mm-hmm. To the cost of the casa. Hmm. Hmm. The cost of the casa. Okay, right now we're just going to get in a little praise and worship mode. I'm going to let the music play. I'm going to speak in a... Just kind of let God be God right now. And whatever direction we go in, we're going... Oh, shit, of course, shit, of course, y'all can... I'm going to just put the phone down by the music, and I'm going to just kind of walk and pray, and you all can do as you need to do. Get everything in proper order. 
So our spirit man needs to lead us. So right now, open up your spirit so that God's Holy Spirit can guide you. Oh, you're going to go shut up. Right now, open up your spirit so God's Holy Spirit can guide you. I think I need to say that a couple of more times so that you get an understanding of what I'm saying and you receive. I said, open up your spirit. Open up your spiritual man, that spiritual nature, huh? that's deep inside you. Open that. And then say, God, come into my spirit. Even if you need to just confess it because you're not understanding, you're not feeling, you don't even know how to walk this walk. Well, what you do, you just begin to confess it. Say, God, let your spirit govern my spirit. Let your spirit enter into my spirit. God, guide me down the pathway so that my spirit, man, can begin regenerated, be renewed, be ha ha ha, be edified, be built up, so that I can go forth to do the things that you want to do, Lord, the way you want them to do. Yes. Can you imagine? You can't even imagine. Come on now. Come on now. It's up to you. It's up to you to make the choice. It's up to you to make the choice and say, I got to press into God instead of sitting back waiting, twiddling your thumb and waiting for something to happen. And then, no, you make a decision and then you begin to press into God. So you always want something. You always want God to do something for you. Well, are you going to do your required part? Are you going to do the things that are required of you? See, this is how you get into the, the presence of God. This is how you begin to build up an atmosphere. You begin to praise. You begin to worship. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what it looks like. I said, this is what you do in order to build up an atmosphere of God. <laughs> and see, once you get into the presence of God, then you can begin to flow with Him. And things will begin to manifest. You're too busy trying to do things without getting in contact with God. You're too busy trying to make something happen. Trying to figure this out, trying to get some knowledge, trying to get this, trying to get. Well, why don't you just take some time to build up His presence? Take some time to let the Holy Spirit come in. Take some time to just go by, get to the Word. And when you build up a presence, then you can go to God and say, Well, now God, now I got your attention. Well, now God, now I got you here. Well, now God, now that we're communing with each other, could you show me how to do this? Or what do you think about this? Or what's the best way? See, that's the difference between you walking in yourself and letting the Holy Spirit lead God and direct you. See, we got it backwards. We go out there and we try to do something and then ask God for help. How about you just go to God just because, and then now that you got there in his presence, then, Lord, show me how to do this. But I'm here to tell you that it's not over until God says it's over. It's not over, the God says it's over, it's not over, the God says it's over, he's with you through stormy
But he said something so powerful and so poignant yesterday. He said he's been sick all week. He he and see that's how we are a lot of times. We're sick and he said he ain't even make an effort to pray till yesterday. He said he was just laying in his and I'm saying this and I, I I'm not picking up, but it's a perfect example of what we do. He was just laying in his mess, pitying himself, crying. Just hurting. And he didn't make a decision. Wait a minute. I got the God of gods. I got the king. And I, and I, I haven't even gone to talk to him about my situation and circumstance. He, he said yesterday was the first day that I, I haven't even prayed. And that's what we do. We, we're so overwhelmed, so bogged down. Life is kicking our behinds. And we just let it get kicked. Let Satan have his fun, laying out muck. Oh, what was me? We have a pity party. We cry. But he said he made a decision. I said, I got to get back and pray. And he got on a prayer line. Then he made another decision. I got to go to the doctor. See, we got these things out there that will help us, but we don't even take advantage of them. We sit back and we cry, we wail, and we moan. We cry, we wail, oh, what was me? And, and we're waiting on God. God, what have you done? Mm. What, what, on your, what, on your heart, on your part, what have you done? See, Jesus, it's a finished work, people. It was finished over 2,000 years ago on Calvary at the cross. Jesus said, it is finished. It is finished. I have accomplished what I was sent down here to do. Now it's on you, God. It's on you, Daddy. In three days, he went down there and reclaimed everything that the devil has stole. Now it's up to us to go and walk in that. It's there for us. But if we don't make a choice, we want to just lay in well and woe is me and I'm sick and I don't feel good. Oh, I'm broke. I'm destitute. Oh, I'm tired. I hurt. And I mean, it can be anything. It can be anything. I understand because it takes. He, I, I can guarantee you it took a concerted effort for that man to get on this call and pray. It takes a concerted effort to get into God, people. It's not easy. And the longer you pull out, the longer you hold back, the harder it is. Oh, yeah. It, it takes a concerted effort. Every day, I'm going to talk about me now. I was, I was messing with but I, it takes a concerted every day for me to get up and re- look at the reality of my situation and circumstance and say, all right, let's deal. When I, when I look at all that's going around and I get, I get hit with this negative, hit with that negative, it takes a concerted effort for me. I got to tap into God. I, I got to, because uh, I the, the enemy done set me up again. I, got, I had a conversation with Erica last night. I done got slapped with something else. You know? And see, again, I see, that's the power. Uh, uh, oh, I, I got to go there now. That's the power that God has given us, how the body is supposed to function. Oh, Jesus. How should I go back? 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 Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. We're supposed to edify one another, build each other up, hold up one another. When one's down, when I'm lying in my mess and don't want to get up, and I want to be like a pig and roll around in it. Because we do that. I ain't condemning. I got my own issues. 
I, I, that's my mess. I'm more comfortable in my mess than the energy that it's going to take for me to realize I'm in a mess. I need to get out. What do I need to do? It takes a concerted effort, people. That's why it's, we stay where we're at. But if you, if you begin, and, and see, the key is, like I said, you don't try to get in, try to overcome your mess by yourself. You get into the presence of God and then ask him for his strength, his direction, and what needs to be done. We too many times do it backwards. Too many times do it backwards and wonder why we get into defeat and despair. I said defeat and despair. In other words, we lose we, and then despair is, I ain't going to try to do it no more because I'm tired. I'm beat down. And then we'll blame God or blame myself and say, you know what, it wasn't worth it anyway. That's when the excuses start flowing. That's when the excuses start flowing.
focus on all that we don't have, and it makes us worry. But today, I want to remind you of the one that you do have, and let you know that he's still able. I can
right, all right, all right. God is still able. He still sits on the throne. Okay, should have called a bashidical said to go brock, I should have said to go rap, I should have said to go rumble, should have said to go send to go send to go send to go send to go sarah, vaca, should have said, should have said, Horabashidical said to go rock, I should have said to go send 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 to go Well, today we're coming out of the Bible. And my dearest Felipe said, let's do some psalms. So I'm going to start with Psalms 1 and see where the Lord takes us. <laughs> Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. Hmm. His leaf also should not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Wow. Yes, yes. Oh, Jesus, thank you for this word today. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff with which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Oh, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. Father God, we thank you for this word that is going forth today, Lord. Let it get critical. Set up, penetrate, Father, in the innermost part of our spirit, souls, and body, Father. Father, we give you the praise and the glory for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do, Father. Let your word go forth, Father, so we can rise up and shit a and be used of you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yeah. Starts out with blessed. <laughs> he didn't say cursed. He didn't say curse. He said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Now, it's funny because, see, I, 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 I told you I, I got slapped with something yesterday, and I, I told Erica, I need your shingle. She's like, what you talking about, my shingle? And I said, I need her counsel. I need, okay. See, counsel is, is meaning... I need to get some advice. I need I need some help. I need some direction. But and, and you know one of the things I told her, I said I needed counsel in two arenas. I said I didn't need just counsel from a natural perspective or worldly perspective. So when you're getting counsel, you need to be mindful of who you're getting counsel from. Amen. See, you need to be mindful about where where am I going to get some. Whatever it is, if it's some encouragement, some direction. So even if you drive, and I see, this is a, we, a lot of times we might be lost and we're driving down the street and we're asking somebody, hey, man, do you know what such and such is? 
and they say, I'll go down the street. Well, they, you don't know if that's or not, but you're just taking them at their word. But that's a minor thing, but that's still counsel. When you're in situations and circumstances that you're getting hit, you need to be mindful of the counsel you get. Because, see, I told her, I need, I need some business advice. I need some business counsel. But I also need some spiritual advice from somebody that I know, that I trust, that is rooted and grounded and connected enough to give me what I need, not just from a business, business perspective, but also from a supernatural perspective, who I know communes with God, who I know can hear from God, and who I know can give me what I need to hear from an outside source rather than myself. See, he said, blessed is the counsel of the man that walketh not, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. So if you if you Walking in that way, you're blessed. That's what the word says. So, 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 regardless of what's going on, what it looks like, recognize that you're blessed. Why are you blessed? Because that's what the word says. Ain't by how you feel. Ain't by how it looks like. Well, Lord, Lord, that's what your word says. But if I'm doing what you're telling me to do, I'm not sitting in the seat of the scornful. I'm not talking to sinners. I, 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 I'm looking for the counsel of of the godly. But that means I'm blessed because that's what your word says. So, Lord, I'm blessed. So I got to tell my mind that. And we, see, we're going spirit, soul, and body. Because I, I got to make sure this is pounded inside of you so that it becomes part of you. So I got to make my mind, okay, that's coming from my, my, my soulish part, my mind, and make a, 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 out of the volition part, make a choice to tell my mind that hold up and tell my body that I'm going to speak positively because I'm letting my spirit lead me. So regardless of what I feel or what it looks like, the Lord said by his word that I'm blessed because I'm doing what he told me to do. Now, I can go back to God and say, well, Lord, you said that I'm blessed, but, Lord, I'm not walking in, in, from what I see and with, the, with the prosperity, the wealth, or the health, or whatever, Lord. But, see, yo, I'm, I'm reminding what you said in your word, Lord. And then, Lord, you said your word would not come back to your voice. So, Lord, in your word, you said that, that, that I'm blessed. So, Lord, I, I, I'm going to confess that I'm blessed. I might be lacking a little bit. I'm going to confess that I'm blessed. I might be hurting a little bit. I'm going to confess that I'm blessed. I'm, I'm, I might not have everything that I, I I'm, I'm breaking up. Because we got some needs. I ain't even talking about I want. We got some needs that might not be in met right now. But, but Lord, I'm going to confess with your word that I'm blessed because I am not walking of the un- walking in accordance with the direction of the Holy Spirit and the word of God. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate it day and night. Mm. Now, see, I, I got to go here. So, wait a minute. My delight is in the law of the Lord, and I meditate on it day and night. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you all a little secret. You know, when you're going through hell, and <laughs> you ain't got no way out, <laughs> you grab hold of that word, <laughs> You find you find that you do meditate it on the day and night because that's your way of escape. When you're in pain and your body made a decision, I need God. He started my hold of God. He started meditating on that word day and night. See, see that that's one of the reasons again with our trials and tribulations, the Lord uses to grow us up and closer to every everything that we experience on this side of eternity is geared to draw us closer to God, people. 
every trial, every tribulation, every relationship, every situation, every circumstance. Now, whether or not we see nor understand it or receive it, it is geared to draw us closer to God. See, that's what this is all about, part of it. The fall of man. That's what this is about. So God is restoring that which was lost. See, the second Adam had to regain what the first Adam lost. Not only the authority, but relationship with God. Because he recognized that in the beginning, God and man dwelt together before sin entered. Before sin entered, God would come down in the cool of the day. That's what we read about in Genesis, in the cool of the day. God would come down and walk around with man. That's what that relationship was. Phone or texting. And with one another, that's where we were before the fall. That's the kind of relationship that we had. God sent his best. Jesus Jesus made a decision, I'm going to restore that which was lost. And he, uh, he took off deity to go get back that which was lost. Oh, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. So when, you, when, you, when you're going through your trials and tribulations, your situation, circumstances, Grab hold of the Word of God and begin to meditate it. Meditate on all around you. Don't meditate on the next. Eat the Consume the Word. And then, and then the Word will begin to become part of you. You, you and the world will begin to become one. Uh, a, a teacher once told me repetition is the motherhood of all invention. So in other words, all learning. Over and over and over again. Over the, you keep reading them again. You keep meditating. But at the time, I to understand this is a three, you are a three-part being. Spirit, soul, That you know, that you know, and you trust me. Time should go, and it's going to take effort. It's going to take effort. You're not going to read it once and then be able to walk out here. Oh, I got it now. You don't even do that in the na- in the natural. Arthur, don't get tell them kids, okay, the, the micromolecule and the cellular structures and other one time and then give them a test the next day. They go flunk. They got to go over it over and over again. So if we can't do it in the natural, what makes you think we can do it in the supernatural when the things are literally unseen, when the things are not really unknown? We can, we can see the cellular structure even when we take a microscope. Now, we talk about spirits all the time on this phone. Can't see this. And you can't feel it, but yet still you have an experience. So that, so that, so really, for the most part, you're only really read. It's coming from the spiritual. So now, if I cannot take one concerted effort and go past my test in the natural, how am I going to take one concerted effort and go past my test in the spiritual? It just don't make sense. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Now, he says, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Started out with saying you're blessed. If you do this, then you're blessed. 
If you seek my counsel, the counsel of the godly, then you're blessed. Godly, and, and your delight is in my law. You meditated on the day and night. So if you do any things, then so wait a minute. So it says, I should be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. So in other words, when my, my, my when the tree that's planted by the rivers of water needs something to drink, it's right there. It ain't got to wait for a rain. And all I got to do is just tap in. It's right there. And see, God is right there. God is right there. And you got to recognize that. And, but again, it's up to you to drink it. It's up to you to just to tap into it. Fruit in your season. Understand season. Seed time, harvest time. We don't understand season. We wanna, we wanna drink harvest overnight. It don't happen like that. In our season. Now our season might not be a day or a month. Our season might be a couple of years. It might take a a, a couple of years to plant to harvest. Um. The olive tree that it's like about five or six years of constant pruning and growing, and this that never before it even begin to begin to to, to to be able to be used. But see, we want to tap in once and get a product all day. And when our season, and see that again, talking about the supernatural, we don't truthfully know when our seasons are. When your season is, it's, it's by communing with God and letting him show you and teach these things. Season, bear fruit, that will give you a lot more peace and a lot less of just, just frustration because we're trying to bear fruit out of season. We're trying to get a harvest out of season, and we're not walking. But see, you learn this as you walk in the counsel of the godly, and you begin to teach these things by meditating on the word day and night. And then you begin to recognize, it's my season. See, I don't need a farmer, once he plants his seed, don't go out there and the next week try to harvest. He recognizes my time. So that means you need the right tools for the right part of the season. If I'm if I'm going to plant the seed, then I need the right tools for that. Then when I'm going to I'm going to cultivate the seed, I need the right tools for that. So many of us are trying to go out there and harvest some fruit that ain't ready, and then we cutting off the little sprouts. It needs to grow some more. Or the Lord will give you a vision. You run out there, and I want to do it tomorrow. You ain't ready yet. So you need to recognize what seasons it are. You need to recognize how God how God has ordained things to happen. That will cut some time off your life from repeating things over and over again, from making the same mistakes over and over again. Getting a, a, a lot of unnecessary frustration in and out of your life. See, see, so many times we get and we're blamed. I would know. What does he meditate on his word? Yeah. Isn't that what he said? Get an understanding of flowing with the Holy Spirit. That's the only way you're going to be getting an understanding of how God works. And that way you'll be blessed. Rather than you fighting them so much. So many times we're fighting against God. We're fighting against things. We're trying we're trying to do so you gotta pick and choose your battles. And you gotta recognize when it's a time for you to fight, when it's a time for you not to fight. So you got you gotta but see you can only do that by meditating on his word, by getting in the counsel of godly, and by walking according to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And if you do that, then you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That means you can drink whenever you need a drink. When I'm thirsty, get a drink. You got an unlimited source. And then you'll bring forth fruit 
in your season. That means our leaves shall not wither. Okay. And whatsoever do we shall prosper. Now, I'm going to touch on that right now. Because, see, I ain't saying all this wasn't, wasn't hitting me now, but right now I'm going to touch on that. My leaf should not wither. Why would my leaf wither? Because I don't have what I need. So now I'm 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 getting personal right now, God. Look, I'm doing these things. I'm looking at my leaf withering, Lord. I'm looking at I'm my funds running low, Lord. I'm looking at what I need to have. I, Lord, I'm looking. Okay, so Sam, what you gonna do? Well, Sam, I'm looking at the word. Uh, Lord, I'm, I'm meditating. I'm chewing it. Okay, Lord. So now, Lord, I'm gonna choose to stand and to trust and to seek you and uh, remind you that the word, my leaf shall not wither. I gotta tell my bank account, my leaf should not wither. I gotta tell my builders, my leaf should not wither. I gotta tell the court system, my leaf should not wither. I gotta tell my 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 driver's my leaf should not wither. I gotta tell my parents, my leaf I gotta tell my child, my leaf should not wither. Because everything I put my hand to should prosper. Because I'm walking in accordance to the holy word of God. I'm doing it the way that God wants me to do. You know what I'm gonna do? When the devil comes to rob Wait a minute, devil. This is what the word says. My leaf shall not wither. And I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus. Get away from my property. Get away from my tenants, my bank accounts, my family. I rebuke you right now in Jesus' name. I command that you cease and just have no legal right to come in here because I am protected by the blood and by the word according to the word of God. It's not according to how. It's not according to what it looks like. It's according to what God has said, and I'm touching, and I'm doing, and I'm moving, so I must prosper. This is my season. Wow! Woo! 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 Who should go saka dash should go baka? Oh Lord. So all your fault, Felipe. You started this. I'm out of breath like I've been running a marathon. Woo, should have bust out of go bussakaka. Woo, shit a bussakara. I said it won't go bust go baka. Oh, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Woo! Hmm. All right. Oh, Lord. All right, dear. Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. <sighs> and we should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That bringing forth his fruit in his season, our leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever we do shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. That means they look prosperous and they're doing things. And that's part of our struggle, too, because how is it I'm struggling with this and I'm struggling with that? And I look at them, they got the nice cars, the nice home, they're doing all this stuff. And I ain't got that. Uh, I, I'm missing it. They are they so happy, they're able to do it. And I'm struggling. Yeah. And one little thing, whoosh, the whole life changes. The wind has come. Whoosh. 
blown it away, whereas we're, we're rooted and we're grounded in the Word. And that's how God desires us to be, especially in these last days. That's how we need to be. Some of us had to go through some, some shakings and some stirrings because, see, we had built a lot of our stuff. It might be material wealth. It might be our beliefs. It might be just wrong thinking, doing, or whatever it is. But it was built on not solid, rock-hard foundation of the Word of God. Our expenses might have been too high. We might not have had enough control of our children. Whatever it might be, and we all had whatever it might be. But he had to let our foundations, let our structures get rocked so he can begin to take away the chaff from the wheat, the wheat from the tear. So sometimes he allows us to get it so he, we can get the unnecessary stuff from our life so we won't be like the ungodly. So that when the storm comes, especially in these last days, because there's some storms coming. There's some storms coming, and you're foolish not to think so. So that when the wind comes, we'll be able to stand there and be an example. Say, well, this is what God has done for me. This is who God is, and this is how I'm walking. That the ungodly are not so, but like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly should not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I think this is pertinent right now. I'm going to, I'm going to go back up a couple of verses because when I read it again, it pricked my spirit. Because, see, I'm reading the Word of God, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just letting the Holy Spirit use me. But I, I felt the need right now. We need to be personal. You, you, you need to be personal. So I'm going to read this, and I want you just to repeat it. I'm going to read it once, and then I want you to repeat it after me. And I shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth, I will bring forth my fruit in my season. My leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever I do shall prosper. I need you to confess that right now. Uh, I don't know. I say I need you to confess that I ain't getting into this silent prayer thinking. No, I'm doing this for a spiritual principle and reason. You don't want to do it, fine. Let your leaf wither. That's on you. I ain't got time to deal with that. We 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 in some deep meat right now. So this is what you need to do. If you don't want to do it, whatever. And I should, I'll need you to repeat after me. Matter of fact, I'm going to go up here. I am the man. I am the one. That walketh. That walketh. Not in the counsel of the ungodly. Not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor do I stand in the way of sinners. Nor do I stand in the way of sinners. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Mm-mm-mm. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Oh, Jesus. But my delight. Oh, but my delight. Is in the law of the Lord. Is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, and in, and in his law, do I meditate on it? Do I meditate on it? Day and night. Day and night. <clears throat> I am like the tree. I am like the tree. Planted by the rivers of water. Planted by the rivers of water. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Then I may bring fruit. Come on now. Then I may bring forth fruit. In my season. In my season. Oh, 
butcher the guy and my leaf. And my leaf. Shall not wither. Shall not wither. And whatever I do. And whatever I do. Shall prosper. Shall prosper. Thank come you. Come on Lord. now. Hi, Uncle Oh, come on now. Glory to your name. Mm-mm. The ungodly are not so. The ungodly are not so. But are like the chaff. But like the chaff. Which the wind driveth away. Which the wind driveth away. Therefore. Therefore. The ungodly should not stand. The, the ungodly should not stand. In the judgment. In the judgment. Nor sinners. Nor sinners. In the congregation of the righteous. In the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord. For the Lord. Knoweth my way. Knoweth my way. For I am righteous. For I am righteous. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. And just begin to give the Lord some praise right now. Yes, Lord God. Praise his holy name. Just give him the God. Hallelujah, Lord. Just give him the God. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you, Father. Father, our leaves should not wither. We are the trees planted by the by the rivers of water, Father. Whenever we need to drink, Father, we can just tap into you. For you are the, the rivers of water. You are the tree of life. And we just glorify your name, Lord. Oh, we just give you the praise. And we thank you for what you've done and what you're doing. Oh, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Oh, shut up, go side and amen. Oh, thank you, Father. Yes, 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 Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm.
I, mean, I, I never quite was ready for it like that way before. Mm-hmm. Hey. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I do this last juice and I take a prayer request unless somebody got something. Mm-hmm. I'll let this song play while I take this song. Mm-hmm. Right here. You keep on loving me. 
Can somebody help me? You keep on loving me. You keep on loving me. You keep right on loving me. Through the good and the bad, you never stop loving me. What you are to me, no man could ever be. You see, through every mistake, through every stumble, you prove to your children, you'll always be.
Morning Prayer Request. What you say back? I just said, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one's good, ain't huh? Yeah. Definitely straight from the throne room. Sam, you can do me laugh. Oogie dokie, Smokey. <clears throat> okay. Okay, breezy, breezy. <laughs> you said what? Okay, breezy, breezy. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, was well, she going last or going first? I'll go first. All righty, she says she going first. And I'm going to start off by saying congratulations. Okay. Hey. Now, why would I say congratulations? Yes, why would you say congratulations? Because you have truthfully finally gotten to your starting point. In other words, I mean, you have gotten to the point that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're sick and tired of just being dealing with what you've got, where you're at, in the same old situation or circumstance, and just accepting it. Because you know there's a better way, and you done sampled it, but right now... Inside of your spirit, you have made a choice to get up out of it. You have made a decision, the Lord, whatever it takes, I'm going to seek you for it to change my life. Because I can't deal with it no more. Because, like I said, when I was talking about Arthur and how we get some time, we just laying around in our stuff. You're getting sick of your stuff. You 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 can't it, it just it repulses you now. The more you get into it, the sicker you get, and you're recognizing. And you say it's time. It's time, and God is going to honor your request. Already started. Already started. God is going to honor your request. And enable you to move. Enable you to make the necessary transitions that will empower you to walk consistently. Because, see, now that's the key word with you. Consistently. Because you will start, stop, start, stop. You might even go a week and then, uh, bam. (laughs) But now the difference is it's going to be consistent. It's going to be diligent, and you're going to press on in spite of the challenges, the hurts, the pains, and there's going to be a lot you're going to deal with. You're going to begin to confront yourself a lot. You're going to begin to look at yourself like, really? I, it, 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 really? Because it it, 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 God's going to show you yourself, and it's going to, not going to be pretty. He he's not going to allow you to hide behind Whatever it might be. Like I say, we make reasons down here when we get into eternity. Our reasons are going to become excuses because Jesus is going to like, like, really? So God is going to begin to remove. And see, it's not going to be like all at once. 
not gonna be like suddenly bam on this hat. No, God is God. He he's what he knows how to how to gently well him is gently nudging, it ain't always gently nudging us. But God knows what is needed to make us move. And and do it in a way where it won't kill us. We might feel like we're dying. And we probably and we are dying to ourselves. Our flesh is getting mortified, so that process is happening. But it's something that we'll be able to endure. So I'm gonna just say congratulations, girl. <clears throat> Them steps, do what you gotta do. And in the name of Jesus, I I close up every. And Lord, as she's taking the steps to go forward, I close up. So. The entrance way, so she cannot get back in, Lord. <laughs> Close them up, board them up, Father. She can't go back in. Have the angels every time, Lord. You know what, and Lord, you you know your God. You know when to board them up and when not to. But Lord, you're working mightily in her life, gently nudging, stri- striving with her to press her to let her to press on and walk in you. So Lord, as she goes forth in you. Just close up those ways so she can't run back to her comfort zone. Close up those things that she used to run back in and just hide in, Lord. Close them up. Mm-mm. Close them all up. Just like Maria, once she, once she pulled her head out of the out of the sand, I said, to make it concrete. So she started to put her head back down again, she's going to hurt it. Same way with Felipe. <laughs> just, just love on her, Father. Love on the Lord, as you know, she needs to be loved on. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now you can begin to move. Oh, wow. Mm. You know that little thing that was in your basement? Mm-hmm. He agitated right now. Mm-hmm. He agitated right now. Oh, Jesus. Oh, girl, you're going through a cleansing. Clearing house. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. There we go. You got a new set of angels. Mm-hmm. That's because you're at another level now. You got a new set of They have escorted you to where you need to be. They have given you to your new set of angels, and they turn around and gone back. They got somebody else they got to build with, deal with. But you, girl, are not another level. So that means you're at another level, another level, understanding, authority, the whole nine yards. Just like I had a friend of mine, I talked to him the other day. <coughs> and basically what I told him, I said, you cannot go forward on the same things you were doing before. In other words, I might be able to do a church service, and I'm good for the week. Well, now nah, you need to do two church services or whatever. In other words, because, see, your your output is 250, where before your output might have been 150. So you doing so long as you got 150 coming in, you are good. But now that your output is a 250 and you're still walking at a 150 input, now you're lacking. So you find yourself being tired, drained, frustrated even more so because you don't have enough. You'll have the desire to press ahead, but then you're like, how am I going to do it? Well, see, the how am I going to do it is only going to come what I talked about before, by getting in the presence of God and letting him build you up and gird you up. And then, okay, Lord, now, how are we, Lord, what is your plan for me to do this? 
That's really how it goes. How 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 did you want this done, Lord? That's really how it goes. So you're going to have to put the necessary input that is needed in order for you to perform mm, 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 to get the desired result, else you're going to get tired, frustrated, and pissed. And then you can't run back to where you came from. <laughs> I know that's when y'all want to slap me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. With a quickness. Okay, hey, well, you know, look, look, look if I, I keep telling y'all, y'all ain't on my street, y'all in my community. <laughs> See, look, 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 if you wanna, oh, that's Sam's street, oh, he used to live there, oh, he, that this is my community, right? <laughs> it, it ain't even gated, because ain't nobody, ain't too many people want to come up in here. <laughs> it looks nice from a distance, but right, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Hey, that's right. You, 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 you marching toward that too. So yeah, take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm gonna just say this last prayer. Everything that you need is there. You just gotta walk in it. Amen. Amen. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, who's next? What do you want, Cat? See, you just stepped on early this morning because you're in the way. You're always in the way. Yeah, I'm talking about you. I'm gonna stand away to show some attention. Huh? She just wants you to show her some attention. Yeah, okay. She's gonna be over there with you in a hot minute. <laughs> we fall down, but we get up. All right, <clears throat> who's next? Because, you know, I, I get off the phone. I got stuff to do. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. I need to cut this with something. Um, Sam, I have to go, but you get a chance later if you can give me a call. Um, yes, dear. Okay, when well, you're not busy. Girl, I'm always busy. I know, but you know, when it's both. But... Oh, okay. All right, when it's, when it's uh, convenient, I got you. Everybody have a great weekend. See you. Bye. Bye. Okay, you too. All right, Miss Renee. I guess I'm gonna have to pray for you, my dears. Okay, well, thank you, sir. You ready? You ready? Get ready! Get ready! Get ready! Okay. Ah, Renee Tolan. Shellboy said, "I'll come Shirako Sidish, Sandra Gosil, Shirako Sandra Sidish, Sandra Gosil, 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 Sandra G
Thank you, Holy Spirit. As you continue to pour forth a newness, a refreshing, a restoration. As you just continue to minister to her, Lord. <clears throat> open up her heart to receive that which you have for her, Father. Speak to her, Lord. Speak to her, Father. Urge and strengthen her, Lord. Let her not quit in the midst of the task that is before her. Let her get a greater understanding of your word and how to walk in it, Father, and how to apply it to her life. Let the anointing of God continue to increase as you move, as you reveal, as you restore. Let the anointing of God continue to increase as the grace of God increases. She's already blessed, Lord. Keep her, Father. Keep her. She'll go to the Kanda, Lord. Use her in a mighty way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Erica said, did you pray for her, too? She got any money? Who? Oh. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> and she's like, I know you didn't. After I talked to you late last night, she got the chicken neck on that one. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Oh, the shit, shit. Mm. Wow. Mm. 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 Well, I was jokingly asked a question, she got any money? And the Lord told me, from this point on, that will not be a problem for her. As she continues to move in the fullness of what is needed, required of her, money a very minor problem. I'm talking about the the actual money. I'm not talking about the other aspect of prosperity. I'm talking about the actual. What he needs her to do and what he's equipping her to do, he will finance and then some. He will finance it and then some. So that she truly will, from this point on, in the name of Jesus, she will be able to live out of the overflow, Father. From this point on, she will be able to live out of the overflow. Holy Spirit, bring to her whatever is needed so she has more than enough. Holy Spirit, begin to pour forth what is needed so she will have more than enough, not walking in lack, but walking in more than enough. Her cup will continuously overflow. She is blessed and anointed, and she is a warrior. is coming your way right now. Now, just let her receive it, 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 let her receive it. And now, one of the avenues, when I prayed before and I had your family get on the line, now they're going to be they're going to be useful in this process. Because God is going to begin to to show them how to arrange things for you. So all you have to do is just go in, do what you got to do. Should have gone to her God and then just.
just get paid, should have and move on, whether it be speaking engagements or whatever it is, should have go God has now promoted you. He's moved, he set everything in place, should have go to Robotetical So now that your gifting should have go and begin to use it and it's gonna bring prosperity and wealth your way. So their children are gonna be your managers, should have go to the of your business, should of your mission or go to the your ministry, should have got it go, So that's why should have go to God had to pray for them, should have got and bring them in, should have go when you got your promotion the other day, should have go to so now that the things are going to begin to pour forth, don't reject them. This is your blessing. Don't reject them. This is your prosperity. Don't reject them. Don't say, I got more than enough. That's why you got your manager to go on board to help manage what God is bringing your way. Don't you run from it. Stand up and trust God. Trust God. And trust God. <coughs> And amen. Amen. That's bad. Was that still part of mine or was somebody else? That was for Erica, but if for you if it hit you, it hit you. But it was for Erica. Okay. She said, I, yeah, I want that one too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it goes. You know, I'll be praying for somebody and um you know the Lord um, you know, bless somebody else, so that's not an uncommon thing. Well, I was I was uh, um, I was catching that you kept using the word restore, mm. and in the English translation of my name, that's what it means. Oh, really? Renew, restore. Okay. Oh, cool. I learned to me something today. Uh huh. <laughs> so it's a mandate for me to be reborn. Okay. A stronger one. All right, then. Arthur's still online. I didn't pray for him. But <coughs> he had. Yes, I am. I was with you when you was doing the prayer. Oh, that's right. I heard you. I didn't know if you were still on. <coughs> well, I'm going to pray for you, sir. Yes, sir. Horba shirika shirika braka shirika shirika braka shirika shirika Okay, I'm going to pray for you, and, and after I pray for you, I want you to pray for me. Okay. Bushike shirika busha kande shike here. Sharambushi de hirika hu romba kasiruko se de shambo. Yes, yes, yes. There he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust and believe in his God to bring him out. 
Yes, yes. In spite of whatever the enemy might have thrown at him, he is trusting and believing that his Lord has made a way of escape. <coughs> In spite of whatever it might feel like, whatever it might look like, <laughs> he's trusting and believing that God has given him not just enough, but more than enough. In spite of he is trusting too that his hand will not wither. In spite of what goes on, he's trusting that he too is planted by the rivers of water. Whatever's going on, he's trusting too that whatever his hand touches will prosper. In spite of what the enemy might throw on him, he's trusting that his God has never left nor forsaken him. And he will rise up and be the overcomer that the Lord has ordained him to be. In spite of all his all his frailties, all his weaknesses, in spite of his mistakes, he's trusting that the blood of Jesus, that love covers a multitude of sins. Jesus, and that God loves him more than enough. Yes, yes. More than enough. And that is, is for him. In spite of it all, God, 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 the great I am God, whatever he needs, he has. Yes. In Jesus' name I pray. Who should have cussed that guy? Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yes, Amen. yes, yes. Amen. The great I am. <laughs> yes? Yes, yes. You see the my fool. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yes, yes. I need some medicine. He's that, that medicine. <laughs> right now. He got it, don't he? All right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. I thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord God, we just thank you, thank you, thank you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, my Lord, my Savior, my King, I come, Lord God, this morning once again. Thank you for the many blessings that have you have given us this day. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for grace, the mercy, the peace that passes all understanding. Thank you that I can run to the rock, which is you, Lord God, the great I am, everything that we need. Everything we need, you have it. You got it. You are the provider of all. Father God, I come, Lord God, lifting up my brother Sam this morning, Lord God. For you see the mighty works that he's doing. You see the gaps that he's standing in and he's filling, Lord God. For the many areas where the water could leak out and flow, Lord God, you got him filling in that murky stream, stopping up the gaps so that our vessels could be full. And I thank you for him, Lord God. He has been on this call, Lord God, and he does it every day. All days a week. Let's just see how you doing. He does it so often, Lord God. Five days a week is standing together for many others, and he asks that someone prays for him. But, Father God, I come lifting up Sam. You'll see, Father, the second this morning, Lord God, is his time of need. Lord God, even as he said that he's like a tree that's standing by the river of waters, Lord God. He should not be in nature's future, Lord God, for all that you've done and all that you're doing within his life. We pray for his strength. We pray for his 
his well-being. We pray for his health. We pray for his ministry. We pray for the Father that you have given him for him, Lord God. For he is lifting up so many people. He's standing in the gap and ministering for so many others. But, Lord God, it's time that someone minister unto him. Let your Holy Spirit enter into his heart. Let your Holy Spirit breathe upon him right now. Let your anointing fall upon his head, Lord God, and crown him with wisdom, with knowledge, with grace, with mercy, with strength, with strength, with blessings, with all that he needs, Lord God. You are the great I am. He's just stated that you are the great I am. Everything that we need, Lord God, you are it. Whatever trying to come against me, Lord God, we cast it down and send it back into the pits of hell for where it has rooted from, Lord God. He has placed so many trials, so many tribulations, Lord God, that he don't know no other way but to stay on his knees and to pray, Lord God. And to pray, and when he's praying, Lord God, he's not praying for himself, he's praying for others. But Father God, I'm praying for him, Lord God, that you will open up the bank of heaven, Lord God, and, and send down everything that he needs, Lord God. Whether it's finances, Lord God, give it to him. Because you have it. Because anything on this earth belongs to you. We belong to you. He belongs to you. Everything that there is, it belongs to you. So, Father God, so that he can get the fullness of your glory. And, Lord God, open up his heart to receive that which you have for him, Lord God. And let him continue to be the provider for his household, for his mother, for his father, Lord, for his daughter, for his tenants. Lord God, Satan is trying to attack him on every end, but Father God, we know you got that end too. You got his front, his back, his side, his up, his down, his middle. You have everything that he needs, Lord God. So we ask you, Lord God, to build a fence around him, build a hedge of protection around him. Lord God, for even Jesus told Peter in your word, Lord God, Peter, the, the devil desires to sift you as weak, but you prayed, that he said he prayed for it. So, Lord Jesus, we ask you that you pray for fair light now and cast the demon back down to the kiss of heaven where it's come. Whatever root is trying to take hold, Lord God, cut it off at the stump that it would not flourish, Lord God. Plant that seed, let plant your joy and spirit within his heart, Lord, and let him know that he has victory because he believes in you. He trusts in you. He calls upon you. He's standing mightily up just depending on you, Lord God. He tried not to walk in his own ways, Lord God, but for seeking you for every way and every will and every direction, every turn that he should make. Father God, just to crown him with more knowledge, more wisdom, more understanding. Lord God, and give him the peace that passes for all understanding. So you are the great I am. You're everything that we need. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yes, yes. Give it to him, God. Give it to him right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is he needs, Lord God, give it to him. You know all about it. I don't know, but you know. You know all things. Provide for him as only you can. Provide for us all as only you can. Even when we're sick, as so sick as I'm going through, you are that bomb in Gilead. You are the great I am. You're that healing fast. We're just reaching out. We're touching them. We're reaching for you, Lord God. If we Just like the woman with the issue of blood, she's she pressing her way through. Her faith made her whole because she was pressing. She said, if I could just touch the hem of this garment, 
Then she knew she'll be whole. So, Father God, we're pressing. We're pressing our way through. We're pressing. We're pressing our way through these trials and tribulations. We're pressing our way through these these burdens, these things that are trying to keep us bound. We're pressing our way through. Even through sickness, we're pressing our way through. Because we know that there's our healing. We know that our breakthrough has come. Even, Father God, even as when the storm came it came up upon the ship, Peter had the faith and asked Jesus to bid him to, that he may walk out to him. So we're not going to take our eyes off you that we may sink. But, Father God, we're just asking you to just let us come into your presence so that your Holy Spirit can continue to cover and nourish us and, and just feed us and fill us up till we want no more. Thank you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, you everything that we need. You own everything. The cattle in the thousand hills belongs all belongs to you. We belong to you. I even read in your word, Heavenly Father, when you said, have, look at the lilies of the field. They neither toil nor spin, but you provide for them each and every day. Even the birds in the air, Lord God, you provide food for them each and every day. And I just thank you, Lord God, that you are providing for us all right now, for Felicia, for for Renee, for Sam, for me, for Erica, for, for Maria. You're providing us for us all each and every day. So our faith looks up unto you. We are doing what you have called us to do, Lord God. And we ask you, the Lord, to let us keep our hands in your hands, Lord God, and let us walk according to your will and not our own. And let your will, let our will align up with your will, for your will leads into eternal life. Thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, for being all that we need. Thank you for filling up that folly household, Lord God. Thank you for just casting down the strongholds and trying to tear them down. But, Father God, we may be, but we ain't going to break. We're going to press on towards the mark of a higher calling, and that's the calling that you have assigned us to do. In Jesus' name, thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And um, Pastor Mark on the phone, I've been listening to all the praying here in the last few minutes. Hey, Pastor. I'll doing? take I'll take prayer today also. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Father God, this man of God, Shambrushi the Gosandasha, or Bushi the Gandakasi. Yeah, the Lord's been speaking to you in your dreams. Mm-hmm. He's been speaking to you and showing you things. Mm-hmm. Keep them in keep them in your heart. That's between you and God. But he's been really in your dreams speaking to you. And it's like pieces of the puzzle. So you might need to like write them down or whatever and then you'll see how they all link up together in due time. Yeah. And and, and he's doing well because of 
Well, he's he's the potter with the clay. He knows how you work and how you need to work. So that's why he's giving it to you this way. And just take it, keep it in your heart or whatever you need to do, but take that piece of the puzzle and put it to the side. But it does not have to make sense right now. You do not have to understand all right now. But it's important that you keep that piece of puzzle. And in due time, then you'll be able to make the necessary connections and you'll see how everything interlinks. But continue, just let him pour even the some, because some, some of them probably won't even make it sense at all. And you, and you might even, is that from God? But, uh, okay. So just all of it, just put it in the box, put it to the side, store it up. And when it's time for you, the Holy Spirit, to sit down and, and take out the puzzle pieces and now construct the picture, the vision that he has given you, then it would all come together and, and, and it will flow. And that's, that's why it's needed. Because, see, you will have the ability to, <clears throat> to let things flow. Without this vision that he's given you, it, it, things will happen, but there won't be a flow to it. But with the vision that he's given you, you will know what button to push, when to push, and how to push it so all things will flow together. As God is orchestrating it. So you are like the orchestrator, God, that, that, that you are given the, given the assignment to orchestrate other people, like the government or the president, he orchestrates other people. And that's what God is giving you. So he's giving you the, the greater vision of how all this is going to come together in due time and in God's way. So just continue to let the Holy Spirit pour forth down inside of you all that is needed so you can walk in the fullness of what he's called you to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You are the Holy Ghost. I mean, you're, you're dead on. Mm. This morning, I mean, like night after night, I get these awesome dreams, amen? Wow. And, and it's got to do with um, uh, relationships being restored and things going on. And it's been going on for years, amen? Hmm. And even this morning, I got up and, you know, I set everything aside because I know I can't go make it happen. I can't go do those things, amen? Okay. By faith to believe in time, I've had the vision. I've had the dream of how it will be. It's not that way now. Okay. And I, then when the time comes, I'm able to uh, accept it and make it and orchestrate, like you said, what it should be. Mm. Mm. Wow. This has been going on every night. Mm. I mean, I wake, I wake up in the morning like I've lived it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Right to the detail, but I can't do anything about them. But I know it's for a reason, so I set it to the side, like you said. Knowing that day will come. So, uh, wow, this has just been incredible to hear that word. I haven't even said anything to my wife about it. Wow. Because I, I have to decipher, like, the dream, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and some of them, some of them absolutely make sense. Some make perfect sense, but some... <laughs> Like, I even dream this. Like, what would be the connotation for it? Mm. But it's it's as, as real as I'm on this phone with you right now, and and I know it's from the Lord because uh, if Satan brings you, he don't bring you a dream. He brings you a nightmare. Amen. Mm. So uh, yeah. So I and then as you're speaking those things, the Lord's speaking. I'm going. Okay, okay. It's confirmation that. And what to do with them? See, put them in a box. In other words, I gotta wait a little longer, but that's okay. Um, I've waited thirty years. You know what's a little longer? <laughs> okay. 
anyhow, that's dead on, so I want to thank you for that. You're very accurate, let me tell you. Praise the Lord. Okay. Yeah, now, that makes a lot of people happy. It makes a lot of people unhappy. Amen. Because of the fact that if the Lord could show me that, show you that about me, and you speak it so uh, with, with, with power and authority, this is the way it is. This is what you're getting, you know. Um, that's all fine, uh, but what if it's something somebody don't want to hear? Well, then you're you're, you're not in their good books, amen. I'm getting ready to sign off. Okay, up. And everybody have a blessed one. All right. Um, are you going to make it for class on Sunday, or do you have to go up north? Uh, we'll figure that out. I'll let you know one way or another. Oh, okay. Sounds good. <coughs> and then I'll let you know what happened at the meeting for tomorrow, too, okay? <laughs> sounds good. Oh, okay. So in the meantime, stay joyful and have a good one. All right, Talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <clears throat> Anybody not been prayed for or want to be prayed for? I think we were all the four that was on the line, Pastor, you, uh, Renee, and myself. Oh, okay. I came back. Oh, oh, oh. oh well, I, I already saw Felicia. Yeah, man. <laughs> you say what? I, I already prayed for you, so I won't pray for you again. You haven't beat up enough, all right? Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, number love, baby. Hey, number love. Uh, let me see what God wants to do. 
Ora shirko sehiru kumbraka shirko sehiru kumbroko shirka san broko shirka san shirka san shirka san shirka san shirka san Ora bashirko sehiru shirko san shirko san Yes, Holy Spirit, thank you. Borstarka darokosa darkasa Borshirka nda shirko sehiru san shirko san Borshirka shimbro shirka san shirko san da Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wait a minute, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How do you want to go about this, Lord? What's oh, that's the album. Yeah. Okay. How to go? Shit. Books. How to go? How to go? Say to go. Side to go. So you need to do the dials, Mama. Turn it off. Now turn the bait back on. Now put it at what you want. Okay. I said, Father God, I thank you for what you're doing in our life. Um, I thank you, Father, you continue to impart inside of us all that is needed. And let us continue to walk in the fullness of who you called us to be. Holy Spirit, we seek your presence. We seek your presence, Father. Who should go send to go send to go send we seek your presence. We seek your presence. We seek your presence. We seek your presence. Um, had something interesting happen to me yesterday, <clears throat> um, and only because, well, a combination of things, but when you prayed, you said that the attack that was on me was subtle. Yes. So, um, been, you know, well, got real estate problems and stuff. So anyway, uh, we were, um, trying to get a... Section 8 tenant, because of something going on, uh, Section 8 denied us, and so I was talking to my realtor, and she was saying that, you know what, that I don't think I'm going to be able to get you the kind of rent that you want, blah, blah, skippy, woo, woo. And I'm listening to her, so bottom line, she wanted me to um, maybe, like, go to about four to $500 down on the price. And I'm like, mm-hmm. So we talked about it back and forth, and so I said, well, um, I said, I'll think about it. And so anyway, I said, you know, I, I, I kind of meditated on it, but I said, well, I, I need to talk to somebody. And so I called up Erica later on that evening. And I told because I don't want to just walk in me, okay? <laughs> you know, that's why I tell her about it. I, that's, what, that's why I always try to seek outside. I used to do that, just jump and do stuff. But no, I've learned. I, I try to seek outside counsel. But I recognize that I just did not need somebody who has some business sense. I needed somebody who has some understanding of um spiritual awareness as well. So I said, let me call Erica. So I talked to her about it. And when she was talking, and and, and I, I t- to explain the whole situation from all perspectives, then I got her insi- insight on it. And as she was talking, then it just dawned on me, said, dude, this was a subtle attack. Because yeah. I was almost at the point where I said, you know what, let me go ahead and just do this and get this over with. But from things that she was saying, I said, this was a subtle attack because I almost just went on and said, because, you know, just everything, but no, let me let me hold off counsel. And then God had confirmed some things inside of me, too, about some stances that I had taken previously to let me know 
that know I am correct about what I'm doing. But again, this was just the enemy that was trying to infiltrate me. And then, like Erica said, then I'd have been right back at right back at where I'm trying to come out of. And it was just like, wow. So me and her later on that evening, uh, we prayed about it and stuff, you know, because I needed somebody to become a one accord with me. But I was like, you know what? It's just it's the devil. I mean, you just look at his setups. He'll set you up. He'll set you up. He'll set you up. And you you can get weary, you can get tired, you can just say forget it and just just throw your hands up. But one of my biggest things is, oh, wait a minute, guy, hold up, you done led me to this point. You done had me do all of this. And now that's why I'm like, Lord, to go right back to where I'm fighting to get out of, Lord, I, that doesn't make sense. But, God, I, you know, that, that's what's my biggest thing. So I just wanted to tell you kind of like what had happened last night. And I recognized, oh, that was a subtle thing. He, he, yeah, he being, he being the devil. <laughs> Well, first of all, the attack comes in the spiritual realm. Mm. And that's that subtle needle that slipped in, <clears throat> putting that poison in you, which would um, stall your blood out, make your blood thick. That's what a poison does. A, a mm, okay. Egg bites you, and boom, within two minutes, all your blood's jammed up. Mm. Okay, so <clears throat> in other words, your blood gets stalled out. Mm. So now you see that was in the spiritual realm, but it has to manifest in the physical. Correct. Correct. Or or we can say <clears throat> when it manifested in the physical is because it's been happening in the spiritual. Mm-hmm. So when you say to go back the way you were, if I said to you, well, would that have stalled you out, you would say... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you were stalled out, and you're coming out of that stall, right? Correct. Yes. So to take four or $500 less, you're stalled out again. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This needle, you see, so the attack came in the spiritual realm first, mm. and it was now manifesting in the physical. Mm-hmm. You see, and... And the only way we can survive this is if we're able to understand that. So what is happening in the physical around, okay, then there's also that happening in the spiritual. Mm -hmm. So yesterday when the Lord said, I could see, and the Lord said, no, he's uh, being attacked subtly. He's under attack subtly. And then I could see that little needle. So if somebody walks you with a pipe, and tried to jam it in your arm. Hey, what are you doing? I mean, you can't miss it, right? Right, right. Little thin needle just slip in when you're busy doing something. Don't pretty hard to, it's pretty hard to pick that up. Mm-hmm. See? So, and then we pulled it out. And then I thought of that this morning earlier as I was doing things. Because when I pulled it out, your body reacted to it. There was a sound that came out of you. I heard it. Yeah. Okay, because, so, I mean, it was really there. See, that's how you know it's really there. Mm. Because if they're, okay, come on out, demon, and nobody coughs and nothing happens, well, either the demon's hiding, we've got to go after it again, or there's none there, amen? Okay. But I'm not embarrassed by that. Okay. Nothing there, well, so be it. That's a hallelujah, that's awesome. We just give it a try, right? <laughs> okay, okay. You see, <clears throat> that's like praying for the sick. Well, what if they don't get healed? Well, what if they don't get healed? You're not the healer anyhow. Mm. 
But if you don't pray, chances are nothing is going to happen, right? Okay. See, people are embarrassed, pride, or whatnot, you know, whatever. They think, well, man, if I pray, nothing happens. Yeah, so? All we're doing is praying. So, uh, okay, I'll pray for what I believe I see and what I believe the Lord said to me, right? Okay. And then when I pull, ah, oh, see, I could hear it from you. Okay. I knew right then I was on track. Okay. Then this other thing comes up. Okay, now that's a manifestation in the physical. Mm. So don't take four or five hundred less, and you won't be stalled out. Amen. You see? And if he can stall you out there, then he can stall you out on anything else. Mm-hmm. That, that's exactly the point. <laughs> okay, so where does the stalling stop? Oh, come on now. Mm. You know. And and people don't realize it. And then being stalled out becomes a lifestyle. Yes. Thank you. That's just the way it is. That's the way it is. Like a curse in my family. Nothing I can do about it. Mm, come it on now. You know, because I, you know, and uh, we'll never have anything because my, my dad never had anything. And uh, we always been put down and rah, rah, rah. And mm. it, be- it becomes a mindset then Ooh. and an accepted way of living. Yes. Yes, yes. See, uh. and and um, so how could you reach out and preach and give hope, do deliverance, if you sat back, stalled out? Come on. You can't do it. And mm. so every little thing that gets in your way, you've got to be in the mindset I'm going to kick this thing out of my way. And get out of my way. Get out of my way. You're 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 in my way. You're in my space. Mm. Mm. Well, that doesn't sound very nice. Well, I'm not really a nice guy. So, get out of my way. I've got to get this done. And you know, people are relying on me. See, I I asked today for prayer and boom boom boom, you just laid out exactly what I've been dreaming and what I'm doing. So that's confirmation. I needed to hear that. Although when I get on the prayer line, I never thought of that. You see what I'm saying? And so, so, uh, and uh, that's what they did to Jesus. Because he is Luke 4.18. He did Luke 4.18. He's still doing Luke 4.18. But he's doing it from a position that God put him in. After only three and a half years ministry, in the holiest of all, our advocate, the blood's on the mercy seat, our lawyer, our go-between, Satan and Yahweh God, and the ministry Jesus was doing it for three and a half years, he now does through the church, the body of Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And once you get that lined up in your thinking, then it comes down to, well, anything that gets in my way that Jesus can't work through me, we've got to eliminate. And you said it yesterday, and you said it today, I believe. We've been given authority and power to step on snakes and scorpions over devils and demons and over all the power of the enemy. All. Not bits and pieces. Amen. Do we do it all alone? No. You see, you're at a point now where, hey, I need some confirmation. I need some help. I don't have to make this decision on my own. And you don't. Amen. 
and you didn't. Does this answer your question? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Hmm. That goes that goes for all of us. See, people seem to think, well, I'm in a church or I'm in this and that's the path. Yeah, well, there's leadership. You gotta have leadership. That doesn't mean everybody has to sit around and let the leader do everything, amen. Amen. And so we have we, we, we and he's given us these gifts. Of which we're going to give an account of what we did with those gifts. Amen? Or those talents, however you want to word them. The ability to discern. The Lord will say, well, what would you do with that? Now, he already knows, but he's going to say, what would you do with that gift of discernment I gave you when you were on earth? Well, I was scared of everybody, so I hid it. Well, that's not going to go over very well. Amen? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it isn't. You know, it'd be like saying to Morgan... With the hundred bucks they give you, I bought candy. Never. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, no, I give you a hundred bucks. I mean, you what? You know, because we, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So, so we are responsible to whom much is given, much is required. And people have these gifts, and they 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 want to hide them. Okay. So 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 for me. The gift of discernment. <laughs> I was running around as a kid, seeing things the way God saw them. Explain them to my mother. She take me aside and said, "You be careful." I says, "Well, I can't help it. That's what I see." So I was all I was already in trouble running around as a kid. Amen. That gift of discernment, that perception to see, you can see right through stuff. And it really gave me trouble. And I had a whole lifetime of that. Well, there's been a lot of good in that, too. Don't get me wrong. But it's brought a lot of uh, trouble, too. Amen? Well, then comes along my son, who's now 32, and he told his mother, he's more scared than anybody because he says, I even see more than Dad does. See, that's, the, that, that's his gifting. It's even greater than what I have. Amen? You know that story, I can read you like a book? Amen? Well, that's what it is. Walk into a situation, have a look around, have God reveal exactly what God sees. And everybody's trying to pull a, a Hank Snow or trying to pull a smooth move or an undermining thing, and I just sit there and I see it all just like it was on uh, in 3D on Technicolor on a great big screen. I can say, well, this is what you're doing, that's wrong, and, and, and see it all. I don't have to say a word. Walk out of there and they can never nail me. And very accurate. Well, that's a gift of discernment. Just like your word of knowledge on the dreams. You're dead on. So it makes some people very happy, makes some people very sad. But we're accountable for that gift. Wow. Because that's what God's using, the gates of hell. Jesus made a promise to the church, the body of Christ, since the day of Pentecost until the day of the rapture. The gates of hell shall not prevail or overcome the church. And for 2,000 years, Satan's tried to stop printing Bibles. He's killed every Christian he can find within reason. 
He's done everything he can think of, and the church is alive and well today than it gets never been. So, and that's what keeps it going are the gifts, amen? Hallelujah. <clears throat> now, if you're going to tell people in the giftings they're going to be rich, they're going to live to be a hundred, and they're going to just have this world's uh, comforts, really preach it up, I'm telling you, they'll pack your place out. Because they're greedy. What was said this morning, the sparrows of the field, the lilies of the field, the sparrows, the birds are taken care of. The Lord said as a believer, I'll put a roof over your head, I'll put clothes on your back, and uh, I'll put food on your table. That's his promise to us. And yet, I get blessings upon blessings in material things. But that's his promise to us, bare minimum. We will we will have that. But he's looking for a people that will go out and take on this world's kingdom. Luke 4.18, it's pointed on me to preach the gospel. Pointed on to me to set the captives free. Pointed on to me to the blind would see. Pointed on to me to heal the brokenhearted. Okay, you go try that stuff and you'll see the backlash you'll have. The spirit of religion will want to kill you because they can't do it. They won't do it. Take on this world's kingdom and do deliverance and set people free. They want no part of it. The blinders come off people's eyes to see the truth of Luke 4.18. No, they don't want that. Heal the brokenhearted. Those people's hearts are absolutely, truly broken. To get off their high horse and get down on their hands and knees and weep with the people that their hearts are broken, bah, they haven't got time for that. We go do it for the bad guys. Hallelujah. And that's what we fight. That's what the fight of the good faith is. I mean, done all stand. Fight the good fight. Be a hardened soldier. Look those religious people, spirits of religion, right in the eye and say, get out of my way. I'm going through. Hallelujah. So there, Sam. Okay. See, I'm adamant. If you're not adamant, it's never going to work. Mm. Mm. Remember, they are adamant not to do it. Mm. They don't give in an inch to us. They don't give in an iota. They are adamant. They're not going to do it, and you're not going to do it and make them feel bad. Exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> and yet, Ezekiel... Three, Ezekiel, the Lord said to Ezekiel, I will make your forehead harder than Adam and stone. Mm. I will send you to those that are not of a strange language. In other words, they understand Judaism. He sent me, I'm going to send you to people that are already in the church. 
and you're going with your forehead, you're going to smash their foreheads in. You're going to have adamant. They're going to pound you, and it's like a cement wall. They're going down, and that's the way it is. Adam and stone. Mm. Very hard stone. He says, I'll make your forehead like Adam and stone. You're, I'm going to send you. You're not going to go on your own. I'm going to send you to uh, to people that are of a strange language. They're your people. They're in the churches. They're, they're in the Sahedrin. They're, the, they're the Pharisees. Mm. They're going to come up against you. You're going to be outnumbered and outgunned, so to speak. Mm. When you go whomp with your forehead, they're going down. They're not getting up, amen? Mm. <clears throat> so when I read all that, and the Lord brought me to that scripture, I'm called to be a watchman, I've gone head-to-head head with more so-called Christians than you can imagine. And uh, I'm still standing, and they're waving around, hanging on to their forehead. They don't know what hit them, but God hit them. Because they will not believe or accept the truth. They have a way, their own way, but it's the wrong way, amen? There is a way that seems right unto man, but the end is always destruction. And I don't have a way. The only way I have is the way God shows me. I don't have a way for myself. So your business, your real estate, everything you do, your ministry, you don't have a way. I don't know what to do. But God knows what to do. Amen? So, Lord, how do I do this? Like all the dreams he gave me. What do you say? Put them in a box. The Lord said, put them in a box. I don't have a way. But when the time comes, he'll show me, oh, that's how it's to be done. And I'll say what needs to be done. Amen? So, the attack against you and Morgan and your family is to stall you out. Well, the poison's been removed, so that's done in the spiritual realm. You'll not accept less money for your rent. I mean, uh, they, they, they're they just finding the black boxes out of the that there in Asia. And now the word is they went from 32,000 feet to 37,000 feet, 5,000 feet in seconds. And a plane stalled out, a full-size jet stalled out. Wow. And then when they stall out, they fall away. And if you don't get it under control, you can't get it flying again. See, when when a when a plane is stalled out, it's not flying anymore. That the flying is over. There's nothing going over the wings. There's no lift. There's nothing. <coughs> now, the only way to save yourself after that is to get that plane to start flying again. There you go. So now we give the Jesus the honor, glory, and the praise that you're not stalled out. That attack didn't work. 
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We give you the honor, glory, and praise. <clears throat> it was revealed. Revealed. The enemy was exposed. Glory be to Pastor Mark, would you pray for me and my family? Pray for you and your family?
When Satan, you need to pay back to Sam and his family seven times 70, what you stole from them over the years. Amen. You pay it back. You need to pay it back. You can pay it back now, or you can pay it back. Huh. You're in a bottomless pit. You will pay it back. You stole from the family. Seven times seventy, you will pay them back. You're a thief. Amen. Hallelujah. Makoda, Masita, Makita, Makoda, Masanda, Bahanda, Bashida, Mashida, Makita, Makoda, Masanda, Mashanda, Bashanda, Bashanda. That feel. You get a release, Sam? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, we need to know. How do you feel? A release. You got a release. Oh yeah. Even when you were clapping, I could uh, I could feel things stirring up then. Amen. I know. Um, <clears throat> one time we were doing something, and Andre was over there with my daughter. And um, every time that he clapped, you can see her shudder. The demon would just shake. So it's it's, it's something with the clapping. I I mean, you know, all of his God doing what he's doing, the way he does it. But every time he clapped his hands, you could just see her shudder, the demon inside of her shudder. And it's like, okay, that's got an effect. Well, you see, um, the Holy Spirit is doing the clapping, so... when the clapping is happening, this is exactly how it, what's happening. That demonic force is being spiritually arrested. Mm. So he can't hide. He 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 has. He's being spiritually arrested. Mm. So when when this starts, and you see, you never stop deliverance or doing it until the clapping stops. Like my wife will start clapping, and and we're doing deliverance, and things are stirring up. Things are being arrested when she's done clapping I guess we're done oh okay okay because that's what it's going it wants to lay dormant it doesn't want to come out it wants to hide every time the Holy Spirit claps like this it can't stay hid amen it's being spiritually arrested mm. and then it manifests and then, and then you go after it see Mm. The last thing a demon wants is us going after it. Mm. We go right after it. Why? Well, you manifested. The Holy Spirit manifested made you manifest. Now we're going after you. Amen. You're, you, you have got to come out. You cannot stay. You cannot. You have to go. All the power and authority of Jesus is in us as a Christian. Amen. Amen. So... Go has to go, has to go, and then things manifest. Think of it this way. Until Jesus showed up at church that day in the synagogue, and the demon in the man at church, not at the bar, at the church, said, 
Hey, son of God, what are you doing here? What have you got to do with us? What are you doing down here? Mm. He said, ah, shut up. Peace be still and come out. Well, that authority that Jesus had, nobody would ever cast a demon out in all of church history. And he's given us that right and ability. I mean, it's the most exciting thing on the face of the earth. Amen? Amen. Wow. Here there are people selling their souls to the devil, being incepted by demons, letting demons run their lives, and we come along and cast them out. (laughs) In the name of Jesus. Well, there, your house and your businesses and everything's free and you're not stalled. This is a big day for you this Friday. You're on your way. Amen. from your culture, you know, much voodoo is done among your people. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm at coffee this morning with my hunting and fishing partner, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Toronto Maple Leafs are just about the lousiest team there are right now. They're just horrible, right? <clears throat> so I hear one of the Toronto fans say, and this is exactly what he said, because, I mean, there was a goal scored on our goalie last night, 114 feet from the net the shot was taken, and they scored. And this is what I heard the guy said, and he laughed. He says, there's got to be somebody down in uh, Jamaica or Caribbean doing voodoo against the Toronto Maple Leafs. They can't do anything right. Now, here's a non-saved man, and he's he's figured this out. Amen. <coughs> And you got people sitting in the church won't believe it. All right, there, let's go. Amen. Did you get that? Oh yeah, I got a pass. Yeah. Well, that's a fact. So you can't be afraid of it. Like, I, you know, I get in Africa, and they're watching me do all this, and they're sitting there, and they know more than I know what I'm doing, but they won't do it. But they're scared. Because they know what the witch doctor can do if somebody goes and pays him enough to put a curse on them. Mm-hmm. So they ain't touching this. <laughs> so I would say to them, why do you start this? And I have to finish it. Why don't you finish it? Well, we can't. No, you won't. Don't start it. If I start something, I can finish it. I got to finish what you start. 
because it's hard for them to do deliverance among their own people. Mm-hmm. But it, it can change. Mm-hmm. But they have to have the confidence and know how to keep that at bay. Amen. Amen. Because, I mean, when I was ministering there, and say I'd be ministering to all the women, and then uh, a witch would be there. As soon as they got near me and I laid hands on them, then the demons would manifest, and they'd hit the floor and crawl like a snake, get up and run, want to run out of the building. Mm. I'd have to catch them by the back door nearly so they don't run out and have some car run them over and have an investigation how this lady ran out of the church. Well, it was him. You know what I mean? (laughs) Still in jail. Well, they'd part the ways like the Red Sea. I told him, I said, you part the ways like the Red Sea so she'll run out. I said, why don't you gather around her and keep her in? Because I said, you're scared. You can see the fear in your eyes. I made five trips there, and by the third trip, they weren't parting anymore. They were gathering around her and keeping her there so I could do deliverance on her, and she'd be safe. Amen? Amen. Here I am, 6,000 miles from home, and could be thrown in jail any day over some incident, and how do I get out? (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah. God. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Well, it just goes with the ministry. It's like the time we hit the lady on the road at 60 miles an hour. I was sitting right in the middle seat. I saw the whites of her eyes, and we drilled her dead on. Dead on, she went flying I watched her go over the over the, the vehicle and down over the ditch and gone right off the road all I could see was I'm going to be in we're going to be in jail now we just killed a lady on the road well by the time they got everything stopped and turned around and went back there was just her one shoe was on the side of the road she come running out of the ditch Puts her shoe on, gets in the back. Got to take her to the hospital. And the Swahili's going on. I mean, they're talking it up in Swahili. So after it's all done, and they got to give her money to go into the hospital. There's no hospitalization, no Obamacare there, even. <laughs> so we're driving away, and I said, uh, we're on our way to preach the last, the last day, the last Sunday we were leaving. Sunday night was the last day we were there. I says, Lord, what just happened? And the Lord said, I healed her from the bumper to the ditch. So in the time we hit her and flew all the way over to the ditch, God completely healed her. The hospital overnight, and that was it. That was just that was just an attack of the enemy. Her, her husband's fighting in the war. I didn't know. The war. I said, what war? Well, the war in northern Uganda. I said, oh, and how far is that from here? Oh, long, long way. I said, yeah, yeah. It's at least 200 miles. I said, 200 miles is not a long way from being out. We're in the war zone. I said, uh, if you're walking 200 miles is long, but not by vehicle. 
So, uh, anyhow, she was off to see her boyfriend Sunday morning, and the kids were at the barracks, and she got run over. But God still healed her, saved her life, amen? Oh, man, I tell you. So, the sweetest sound I ever heard in Africa was leaving the airport to come home, and the wheels... And the jumbo jets going clunk up into the wings. <laughs> I knew I was okay. The wheels had clunked. We were good. We're on our way home. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Some people go in and, you know, they bring shoes and they bring glasses. We did all that. And they bring uh, they bring food. And, and that's all great. Don't get me wrong. But I was going in to do deliverance, pull down strongholds, a whole different world. Amen. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. So, and that's culture. That's, that's your culture, who you are. <coughs> and that's why you're under attack so much. <clears throat> what you know about the spiritual realm compared to the white folk, you know everything. We know nothing. We're just going, we're, hang, we're going by the seat of our pants almost. <laughs> oh, it's true. And, uh... For you people to grasp this the way I got it and others, and to run with it and not be afraid, you'd turn the whole world upside down in about six months. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's a fact. And uh, and so, from, now you got to understand something. This is my gifting, right? Mm-hmm. And in all this gifting, the Lord never brought me to the white folk to do it. I've been with two folks since since oh two. Mm. <clears throat> because you're basically the only people that understand it. Right. Doesn't mean they want to do it, but they understand it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm here to help you get to where you need to go. Yeah. Glory. Hallelujah. Tada Mashida Matada Magoda Masandavas. And that's why I've learned so much. I've gone right into the heart of where this is, amen. Hallelujah. See, I guess what I'm trying to say is we got powerful covens in the white society like you can't believe. But they're not doing and they don't have the background to what you folk have. It, it's it's different. It's different. Because it's, it, it has um, a Western mindset to it. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. I'm about to change phones, Pastor. Oh, that's okay. All right.
exists. Okay. Let let, let me let just me go. Just, a, let me just go a step further with this. Why is it they say black folk have soul, soul music? What is there that come out of Africa that has soul, and yet what comes out of Europe doesn't have soul? You know, white man got no rhythm. White man got no soul. It's you folk have the soul. Amen. So describe that, what that means. When you see us, two left feet, we don't have the rhythm, we don't have the what they call the soul. Um, Elvis made what he made because it looked like he was a black man in a white body. He had soul. Well, you know, you describe that to me, Sam. I think we're off the air. Yeah, we are. It's 12 o'clock. Are you still there, Sam? Anybody there? We're off the air. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.